Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode seventy-three for February twenty-eighth, two thousand and nine. Uh, I don't know what we have today, but I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> the writers tell the me it's going to be wonderful. Um, oh yeah, there's those notes things, aren't there? Yeah. We, got? we got some news. We got some fantasy star portable action. We've got some. We've got some people playing um, games that they've been playing for three years. We've got. All the exciting things you've come to expect from the best RPG podcast on this side of the internet. Wait, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> been playing games for three years that they've been playing this week? Well, it's yeah. talking about Sacred, too. I think you and and I have oh, yeah. probably been playing your games for three years, right? Well, yeah, but we didn't mention them. Actually, I didn't play my MMOs this week that much. <laughs> Is Marriage a game? Is Marriage How long a game? Have you been playing that? <laughs> no, because you can't it's a role win, playing so game. there's no point of that. Isn't there lots of role-play in Marriage? Only in the bedroom. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> All right. So I've got uh, got my distinguished industry panel again for you this week, Mr. Michael Tidwell, president of RP Gamer. Why do we do this in the morning anyway? Yeah, because I forget. It's not morning actually. for two of us. <laughs> I don't know why we do it in the morning anymore. We should move it. Um, we've yeah. got Tom Goldman, news person thing. Yeah. Yeah. He does That's lots of news. Me. We like him. He was an intern and graduated to awesome. And he was an awesome intern, and then he graduated. Yes, and then we've got Glenn Wilson. Now I suck. Opinionated <laughs> reviewer and so lover of terrible guess. games, Mr. Glenn Seventh Circle Wilson. Actually, I have a story for you guys. So I walked to the grocery store this morning, and there was a table in front of it. And I knew it was going to be. It's Girl Scouts selling damn cookies. Yeah. So I went up to buy cookies. From really tasty cookies. There were crutches mm. sitting by the table. It wasn't just Girl Scouts selling cookies. It was crippled Girl Scouts selling cookies. Oh my gosh. That's cheating. Lord. That should be illegal. <laughs> when I was in Boy Scouts, we used to have to sell stuff in front of the local Kmart. No one ever bought anything. We never had crippled girls helping us sell things. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> so I ended up buying a box of cookies and then eating half of it for dinner this morning. They're going to take over the world. <laughs> is, it, is it like Slumdog Millionaire? They did that to him so they'd sell more cookies? What? <laughs> well, they both stood up and I went to pay. So it's kind of like, which one of you is cripple? You both just stood up. I think I've been like a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> the crippled girl is currently receiving medical attention. The crutches were sticking out. The cookies were not. I saw the crutches before I could see the crookie cookies. Well, I think that's marketing I think it was for you. A boy. Yeah, totally a boy. <laughs> well, so so this Slumdog Millionaire thing, I heard it won a, like an award. Is that any good? Uh, I like the way it was shot. Um, I like the scenery and all that, but I, the story is fairly, you know, typical. Is it a musical? No, it's a regular no. movie. I saw, like, people dancing and looked like they were singing and spinning oh, around. It was like, no, is this it, West Side Story or something? Indian people just do that all the time. Oh, okay. that, this movie didn't have dancing in it. Okay. At the end, it does. During the credits. Okay. I would personally recommend The Wrestler. I haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire, but I liked The Wrestler a lot. The Wrestler. This is a character in Slumdog or a different movie? That would be a different movie. Okay. This is about Hulk Hogan or something? No, no, no. It's a real movie. It's not a documentary. It's uh, It starred Mickey Rourke. He was up for Best Male Actor. Okay. But he didn't win. Sweet. All right. Uh, oh, so it's like about professional wrestling, though, and it's, a, and it's a documentary? It's like how the reader has a reader in it, and the pianist has a pianist in it. The wrestler has a wrestler in it. Oh, okay. So it really has nothing to do with wrestling that much. Except for the the guy's a wrestler, so it has a lot to do with wrestling. But it's not it's not a documentary; it's a movie. 
You good? Dude. This is amazing. Let's move on. What? <laughs> I don't understand this stuff anymore. It's like the wrestler. It's wrestling, but he's a wrestler. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, it's not a documentary. It's not beyond the map. Ah, I see what you mean now. All right. So, uh, you know what we have this week? A lot of nothing as far as feedback goes, because nobody said any interesting. Do you know what they did again to me? And they do this to me every week on the boards. They descended the podcast thread into a debate about Final Fantasy VIII's merits. What merits? I tried to do it to the backtrack, too, but it, it didn't really seem to work. <laughs> it's just every week, no matter what, it always turns into, well, I think the Guardian Forces were fantastic. Well, I did, really didn't like the junction system. You told us that four, four weeks in a row. We know. You don't like the junction system, and he does. We get it. It's Final Fantasy VIII. Some people don't like it. Let it go. Yeah, I've realized I don't have time to read the forums anymore. <laughs> it's like it's so big. It's like racial reconciliation. Only it's it's our version. So instead of a country ripped apart by racism in the sixty, we're a site ripped apart by Final Fantasy VIII in the nineties. Only there's a key difference. What? The problem with racism is that we're all humans and we're all the same. The problem with Final Fantasy VIII is that it's crap, and we all know it. <laughs> <trying to, laughs> some people well, just really, admit it. You're really helping us move on, aren't you? <laughs> I just wanted to, to point out that one small difference. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we should talk about the, st- the discussion topic for next week. So, what? Wait, wait. Can we do the one for this week? We don't have one for this week. Oh, I thought that was this week's. I thought that was this week's. No, that was... We weren't going to have one this week because people were going to suggest one, so we'd have one to review both reader responses and give our own for next week. Did you listen to last week's podcast? Yes. You listen to it afterward? I, I don't understand anymore. Well, not the you, whole after, thing. Probably 20% of, of it. Did you download it and listen to it? Probably 20% of it. Why? Because I listened to the whole thing, and you definitely said people in the forum are supposed to suggest topics for today, for now. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we could go over them and say... No, no, one. no, so you can discuss them. I also said we won't have one next week. I remember no, no, those words being that. in there. No, you didn't say that. I did say that. That was, the, no. that was part of the 20% I listened to. <laughs> I think you just made that up. <laughs> I know he made that up too. Okay. Yeah, he outvoted again. Well, but the, the here's people people got on me for like us talking about those topics so long last week. The thing is, be, we don't because, have much to say. Right. Right. <laughs> so last we need those topics to help us. We need the discussions in the thread to help us make the segment. You know, the form was tinier this time. It was long before because we read. 150 posts. Yeah. Now we don't have 150 posts to read. We just talk about the topic. No, no. Win, win for everybody. <laughs> well, I um, want and then they make another 150 thread post about, you know. I think they knew that we were just talking. Wow, this is so meta. I think they knew in the thread that we were just talking about what to talk about. Nobody else believes yeah. me. Okay. You already oh, got outvoted twice. If you want to have another vote, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, then uh, let's do it this way. Uh, why don't we start talking about your your underrated games, and we'll have if people want to also post theirs on the forums, we can review some of the best ones next week as well. You talking to uh, me or everybody? I'm talking to everybody no on idea. the show right now. <clears throat> that would include you. Michael is busy sure. taking notes. I don't know what he's doing, but you can. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you kick us off with some good <laughs> underrated games? Good underrated games. I thought okay, your favorite <laughs> underrated games. I thought we're doing this <laughs> at the end. Go. No, what? we do it at the beginning. Oh, we're doing it at the beginning now? We did it at the beginning the last two weeks, Mike. I don't pay attention anymore. <laughs> He's playing Dragon Quest V? He probably yes. is. 
<laughs> I think this is proof that uh, Dragon Fest V is so boring and mindless in the combat system that you can do a podcast while playing it. Yeah, that's true. Except he's distracted and isn't paying attention. How I'm entirely paying attention. You haven't talked about anything I want to talk about until just this moment. Okay, seventh. Eh? Would you oh. mind kicking us off since you obviously have some good game ideas in your head? Okay. I think my favorite underrated game from the PS2 was uh, Gladius. Any of you guys play Gladius? The shooter? No. no. <laughs> that is Gladiator. not the PS2. Oh, that's Gladius. Um, was talking about. What is Gladius? <laughs> I don't no, know I what don't Gladius, like Gladius is. Oh, I know what Gladius is. What's Gladius? Thanks, Tom. What is it? Glenn, why don't you explain it, though? Gladius is a tactical role-playing <laughs> game developed and published by LucasArts and Activision. It was released in 2003 for the GameCube, Xbox, and PlayStation 2 video game consoles. And Excellent. It's not a shooter. That was the key thing that you uh, didn't read in that description. Not a shooter. <laughs> they, didn't, they, don't, it's not, they don't say that yeah, on so Wikipedia. Gladius was a, a Western developer trying to make a Japanese tactical RPG. Well, that must be great. It was good. No, I liked it. It had a lot more strategy in it than those silly Japanese people make. It made you think the entire time. You play the role as a, a gladiator, and you're trying to make a gladiator school. And the tactics, different people have different classes. So you might go on a map, and it would say you can only bring in men. So you would have to. So the school that you had had to be diverse. If you had only women in it, then when you got to a stage that you couldn't bring women to, you'd be stuck. And there were small classes, medium classes, and heavy classes. And there were strategies in battle between them, where heavy beat medium, medium beat light, light beat heavy, and sport, support and arcane on top of that. And then there were swing meters for everything you did. Every single character, his job was customized for the skills that you wanted. So it was very deep, and it had a lot of strategy in it. And for whatever reason, it got, it, it got well-reviewed, but it didn't sell very well. And most people I've talked to, no one's played it. People who like tactics RPGs never played it. So... I kept. I still have it. I've only played it once. I want to play it again someday. So that's my favorite underrated PS2 RPG. Hmm. I told you you wouldn't have played it. No, I definitely didn't play it. Or heard of it. What else you got? I like Sacrifice a lot. I don't know if that counts Sacrifice. as underrated. Really? Really? Look it up real quick. I Tom, am. have you heard of Sacrifice? Well, I have a copy of Sacrifice. I tried playing it once, but I didn't think it was an RPG. I thought it was a strategy game. I've never even heard of it. Oh yeah, you're right. It's yeah, not... it's it's a 3D RPG. Yeah, Wikipedia says it's a 3D RTS with RPG elements. Yeah, and I think from what little I played, I agree. But I didn't play very much, so I wouldn't know. No, you're good. It's not really an RPG. <laughs> it's okay, man. That was bad. <laughs> I prevailed. It your favorite, took... your favorite underrated RPGs are not RPGs at all. Man, God of War <laughs> is such a great underrated RPG. <laughs> Oh, Mega Man 9. Or is that not underrated? <laughs> yeah, probably not underrated. Not underrated. <laughs> I guess that's it for me. I don't really like <laughs> don't have a lot of pet games. That... Do you see now what I was thinking about with this topic? All right. So, well, that was only I mean, PS2. I mean, do you have any other ones? Well, I've already talked about Baroque. <clears throat> oh. I don't know if I've talked about much in the podcast. Uh, enough. Yeah. How much did you play it, Chris? He didn't. Exactly. I can see him making that face. He hasn't even tried the game. He might love it. It might be his favorite he, game. No, he won't. I've seen what he likes, and he won't like it. It's not you wouldn't like enough. it either, Mike. No, I didn't like it. It was awful. I know. I like uh, games. Uh, I don't know. See? Look at this, Brinny. You're out. All right. Yeah, Tom, do you have an idea <laughs> of one? Me? I said Tom. Are you Tom? Oh. No. 
the only could thing be. I could think of while I was not paying attention to Glenn was um, <laughs> maybe maybe Shadow Hearts for the PS2. Is Shadow Hearts Shadow underrated? Heart. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so good in the reviews. Usually, people rarely talk about it though. You know? mm. Which mm-hmm. Shadow Hearts? The, well, I've only played the first one. I thought all of them were supposed to be good. Well, the first one being Kodelka, or the first one actually being Shadow Hearts? Uh, I think the oh, first one yeah. being Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts. Kodelka is something that I think only Google liked. No, Kodelka is the spiritual sequel to Shadow Hearts. I know. But I don't see people really praising that often. No, Shadow Hearts is the spiritual sequel to Kodelka, I thought. They... Yeah. Well, but regardless. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I kind of like how it's like the story's really dark and like in the, one of the early cutscenes, like people are getting their limbs cut off and stuff. That's kind of a different story from the typical, you know, light-hearted, googly-eyed RPG Did you play characters. Covenant? Uh, no, not yet. I, I still haven't beat the first Shadow Hearts. And so then your you favorite get... RPG is one you haven't finished yet, but you started it a good five years ago and it was awesome? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's the best thing I could come up with. Maybe we do need to to let this topic bake in our brains better. We totally do. I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't think I'm going to come up with any because I kind of, you know, once I found out that people review video games and they post that stuff on the internet, I stopped like playing underrated RPGs or Mm. rated poorly RPGs. I don't know what I'm thinking. Not that you actually finish anything anyway. But didn't you like Final Fantasy VIII? Shouldn't you have taken that and run with it and be like, that's not an underrated RPG? I'm going to love it. You said it yourself in a thread. That does not count. <laughs> yeah, I read I that. And I would but agree, because it, it actually got good reviews. Yeah, for people who played the first 20 hours. Okay. The the time, the you know, the last part of the game where everything changes is not that long. But whatever. No, so the first 20 hours was okay, and then you get later and Disc later. This 4 and is not like, that oh. long. You just get over it. What? This 4 is not that long. That's I don't even know what that means. That means nothing to what on Final Fantasy yes. VIII is where and everything I'm saying changed. in the first 20 hours, where everything's kind of good, Yeah, and then people stop and say, yep, I'm done, I'm going to review it now. <laughs> okay. I think all four discs were too long. That but we're not, no, no, we're, do, no, we're not doing thing. this. We do it on the forums, we're not doing it here. Um, so was it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Alundra. Yeah. That game was I also, um, Tell us why you like Alundra. Somewhat- Alundra was cool because describe it. It was really my first like morbid RPG. <laughs> I mean, you go into these people's minds and you're trying to save them before they die, and sometimes you don't do it, and then people die, and then you're sad. It was the first real like you could be sad with an RPG without it like you know being all icky. It was a bad Zelda clone? No way. I thought it was, wasn't it? Or is that just Alundra too? First of all, it was a good Zelda clone, and second of all, it had better puzzles and and aspects than Zelda. Yeah, the dungeons in that game like were so cool. The, the way you solved the puzzles. Mm-hmm. It's a PS1 like, game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I Wikipedia it. says, quote, a sequel, in quote marks, Alundra 2 was released in 1999. We don't, we don't talk about Alundra 2. We wish it never <laughs> existed. That's one of those things where releasing a sequel actually hurts the original. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> someone might think, oh, Alundra 2... Was so bad. How could Alundra be any good? So you know. And Alundra was um, done by Matrix, wasn't it? Who's coming out with Avalon Code soon? Yeah. So. <laughs> way to way to pimp the company. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just looking forward to Avalon. Available in stores now. Get yours today. Oh, because it's still in demo form. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, the other one that someone Ooh. mentioned was Azure Dreams. All right. That was a that was a really good one, which I'm surprised is not on my uh, game database. Which scares me. I'm sorry. Azure Dreams. Are you going to tell us about Azure Dreams? Since it's an underrated game, there's a chance the listeners have not played it and know what it's about. So oh, you should right. probably describe it to them. Game, isn't it? Azure Dreams was a, a cross between like a dating sim and a dungeon crawler, and a, and a monster breeder. So you, know, you had well, not a breeder, but a catcher. You like monster so, catching games. I do like monster catching. So you basically, there was this big tower, and you were supposed to go in, and they're like, "Oh, this is how we're going to make our money and make our town bigger," and everything you did had to do with in making the town a better place. So this person's like, oh, I need this, but it's on like the 30th floor, and you had to go up, and then um, <clears throat> you had to, basically, you were trying to fight with only the monsters because um, they were much stronger than you were going to be. Mm-hmm. If I recall, I think you, did, you were set to level one, but your monsters weren't, so it was very important to have the monsters. But... Uh, for the most Good part, sell. was it fun? Well, the most part was like after you started doing these quests for people. If you started doing quests for like more one girl than the other, then she would start to be more interesting, and eventually you kind of had to pick one, and it was it was really fun. But yeah, I mean, I I couldn't stop playing that game. That game was too much fun. All right, I don't. I didn't uh, hear anything in there that made it sound interesting. Did I miss something? If you don't like random dungeon crawlers, oh you care? right, that's a good point. You don't like monster catching, you don't like random dungeon crawlers, so I can't see why you would want to play this Wait, game. Chris, didn't you try to get me to play a dungeon crawler, crawler with you last summer? Did I? <laughs> it was some <laughs> online game. I don't you guys remember. played it and talked about it in the cast. Was dungeon, it dungeon, runners? dungeon Runners? That's not a yeah. dungeon crawler, that's an MMO. Yeah. Is it an MMO dungeon crawler, like Gauntlet? It's not a um, Name me an MMO that doesn't have dungeons. It says Dungeon Runner is in the title, right? Yeah, that implies that you're like dungeon crawling, but I mean, really, you know what? You, I guess he has a point because it has a lot in similarity with Diablo Two. But it, no, the, I mean, you, I, was, I was talking about random dungeon crawlers, which you don't yeah. like. Oh, I mean, it's not like a yeah, rope. it definitely wasn't random. Not in an MMO. It wasn't even. No, that interesting. I think it is, Mike. All the dungeons were instanced. They were instanced, but they were not random. I think they may have been. We came back to the same one, and it was the same path. Because it remembered we went into that one. It remembered it for us. I don't think there's that much into it. All right. Well, whatever. Doesn't matter. They were not. I, don't, says. I really Enemies don't think they're going to save in a database. That... Yeah, who knows? Okay. Fine. The enemies in loot were, says Kiro. Thank you, chat room. We like you. Um, Hello Kitty <laughs> Online, I don't think has dungeons, sadly, Mr. Zen and Tonic. I was kind of disappointed by that. But you can cooperatively build buildings. No, 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 no. (laughs) What usually happens is you show up, and this whole crew comes and starts building your house for you, and you're just like, dude, all right, what do I get to do? Are there any good underrated MMOs that I've played? I think all the ones I really like are actually good ones, so that doesn't work, does it? Well, does that really work? Because you say they're good. Sword of the New World's kind of underrated, isn't it? But it's not good anymore. (laughs) Well, it was. And if they forget back to schedule on patching it. You know, if you're looking for an MMO that's free to play, Sword of New Worlds is a good option. There's a lot of options out there, though. So, you know, Arpeggio was down like for six hours last night. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, down to the point it was unplayable, but the server hadn't crashed, so I guess no one got their little flags. <laughs> Good job. I so I think I have one. Um, Infinite right. Undiscovery, since I, I haven't no. finished it, though. But I really <laughs> like it I so far. Since I haven't finished it, it must be good. I've gotten through this the full first disc, yeah, and I really enjoyed it so far. And I think that's enough to say that I'm liking this game more than other people. No? Mm, no. I got, it's more okay. than five minutes that I got through Mr. Chatroom. But, so what, how much of the game have you finished? Like 50%? Um, I finished the first disc in like an hour of the second, so I don't uh, know what guess that what? Is. That means nothing to me. I've never played it. Um, about how from far? what I um, from what I've been told, about half of it. Uh, that's not far enough. Okay. Yeah, you have to be <laughs> almost done. Okay. <laughs> All right. When I stop at halfway through a game, that usually means I hate it. To describe not it for people, it's awesome, an action RPG, RPG where you run around, you press the button to smack on stuff a lot. You have some combo attacks that don't work very well, but it's okay because they'll also auto attack. There's a crafting system just like Star Ocean, and it's got very pretty graphics. The story is is totally okay. <laughs> it's definitely nothing amazing, <laughs> nothing to write home about. But it also has some really interesting things I haven't seen done before where they do kind of like cutscene action sequences where you're not necessarily fighting, but you're participating in the story in a different role that I actually appreciated, but some people really hated. So if you're carrying around a girl and trying to just keep people from smacking on her, some people really hate the fact that you couldn't kill the monsters in that scene in Defender. They really didn't like that you were just playing defense. But um, I really like that. But, oh well. Some really so cool the, stuff there. So you said the story was below average. I said it was average. Contact. I said it was okay. That would be average, wouldn't it? Mediocre? I don't know. Um, I think okay is kind of like, meh. I think okay and average are pretty okay much Okay and exact. average are pretty... Synonym. And when we say, when you're grading stuff, average doesn't work right. Uh, The word mediocre is better, so I think that aptly describes it. (laughs) And awkward combo attacks. Um, I'm waiting for where this is supposed to be the super awesome thing I should be playing. Yeah. Well, I said it was underrated. I didn't say it was a 5 on 5. No, wait, you said there were cutscenes and you can defend a girl from getting smacked or something. You know, he just rags on my hazard dreams. Well, I guess I don't understand the point of this. Is is the game that I like that's underrated supposed to be a 5 out of 5 and nobody knows it? Because really, I think if the game was a 5 out of 5, more people would know it. It's more like you're describing it as a 3 out of 5. And and it's getting reviews like a 1.5 out of 5. So I think that works well. not that bad. That's what people treat it like. Well, people talk really loud about nothing. And at this point, actually, I... (laughs) So far, it comes together very well, and it's a nice shorter pack. It's a shorter RPG. I would actually probably give it more of a three and a half. Um... So we have have an experience that doesn't take a lot of your time. Good graphics. You know, playable story. How much have you played? I've, I've got halfway through in like ten hours. Okay. So I'm, it's so a I must shorter have done RPG. Like 10% of it at E3. Yeah. It, it's really, yeah, you did. <laughs> you got a lot further than you thought at E3. From what I heard, the beginning of Infinite Undiscovery was horrible. Yes, yeah, so it gets better as you play, apparently. Right? Yeah, so I mean, you played the horrible part. In life. And I liked it, so that's that should tell you something. <laughs> but now the gameplay is going to completely change to something good, and it's going to blow you away. Oh, You're not going to like not, it anymore. He'll like, like so. it. He'll be like, ah, yeah. oh, it's not. That'll be funny if that's the case. Like, I miss the long cutscenes that were in the beginning of this game. <laughs> yeah, I know. People, that's what it is. They do all that experimental stuff at the front, I yeah. think, is what it is, and they don't do it at the end. And since I liked the experimental stuff, you know, I was cool with it. Because you know it's it's totally based on the user too. If it goes well and you don't mess up or do it wrong, 
um, you're going to enjoy it as a, a kind of a cinematic experience. If it goes badly and you like get hunk up, uh, caught up on something and have to replay it over and over, you're probably going to hate it. Adrian hated the beginning so much that he reviewed it out of spite because he'd been looking forward to the game so much because he wanted to give it a low score and warn everyone else not to play it. Mm-hmm. He really hated the beginning of that game. I know. No, okay. Now this game has a bear in it, right? Yes, it does. An armored bear. Okay. Thanks. I think That's he's armored. Oh. He's like, he's done. <laughs> he doesn't want to play a game with a bear in it in your party. You have to use them um, to move logs out of the way so you can get to treasure chests. Okay. It's interesting because the whole uh, game rankings isn't working. So I was trying to check to see what how mediocre it had gotten. You're still down. And yeah, it says but check meta, meta rankings, and I'm like, we're not on meta rankings for some reason. Yeah, game rankings has been down all week. Then, hmm. bummer. Is uh, Lufia Two count as an underrated game? I don't know because everyone who plays it says they love it. It's just nobody played it. Yeah. And yes. That would count. Uh, well, I, I, I like so. Lufia too. I thought I was one of the only people on Earth that bought it until I found out. Well, I didn't I've buy it. I beat it in the rental. I've seen forum humans who said that they liked it, but I don't know. I've never really heard anything bad about the game. I didn't know if it would count as underrated. Well, the 100 floor dungeon was kind of annoying. <laughs> I never beat that. That that was I was a kid. <laughs> My mother would not let me beat that. That was that was not a uh, conceivable option in that game. Oh, I, I just I just left it running. When I went to bed. We weren't allowed to do that when I was a child. Uh, Leaving put things a nice would, uh, game. Put a, I mean, it's the Super Nintendo. You put a black tape over the light and you can't tell. I used to make fun of her for it. My mother thought that all electronics have some magical life expectancy in them, and if you leave them on, it depletes that, and things will naturally break after about two years. Well, that's so what... The, the we have the MTBF on. ratings for that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Meantime so, between failure. If you leave it yeah, on all day and all night, pissed. and you use up all of its energy, yeah. and its spirit will die, and then the Super Nintendo will break sooner. We, we weren't allowed to leave consoles, or computers, or anything. VCRs, nothing was allowed to she was today. She was teaching you how to properly care for an Xbox 360. Ooh. She it just didn't, didn't work. know it. My, my 360 bricked a few weeks ago. Did you, she was did you follow her advice? No. I exactly. And if you had, see, see? it would have survived. <laughs> so she was teaching you. It's Always obey your mother. See, kids? Mom knows best. I think every 360 game I played, I played for about five days straight and didn't turn it off <laughs> and, until I beat it. And you got what you deserve then. And I didn't leave my console on, and mine lived less than his did. Well, yours was weird. It had gold covers. <laughs> it had gold cover. yeah. I'm sure the gold caused it to, mm-hmm. to stop work. You have to keep it in the fridge. <laughs> Chat room user suggests, or hero, staff member, I should say, mm. suggests you have to keep your Xbox in the fridge. Oh, now he's sad. While playing it? Yes. Yeah. Seems energy <laughs> in a Period. Just always in the fridge. <laughs> Cut some holes in the back of the fridge to run some wires. Like, a third of my electric bill is my fridge. If I just left the fridge open, besides having spoiled milk, I'd have a really big electric bill. It'd be cheaper just to brick the 360 and have Microsoft pay for me to ship it back to them again. So I feel bad I don't have any more old retro games to suggest for this, but I just don't, because all the games I played as a kid were, like, really great, and everybody else liked them, too. I guess That would be a good suggestion, Vic, but uh, I never played Secret of Evermore. Yeah, and I avoided that because I read about it, and it said, "Don't play it because it's not." It said Secret it was of Mana. terrible. Everything I read about Secret of Evermore was negative. <laughs> I was like, "Is this like Secret of Mana? Is this like Secret of Mana?" No. Oh, 
It's Once I found square, out, it like I said trigger? no. no. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> made my square in the U.S. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I know. That's what I hear. It was like, it, yeah, some people really like it. And it was different, but uh, it was cool. And it I knew not to try to it. Find and stuff. And it had a robot dog. And didn't was in like a whistle or something you had to play. I don't remember. Oh, maybe not. Doesn't matter. All right, so are we done? Sure. That was great. <laughs> okay. So you can please contribute your best uh, underrated game experiences on the thread at board.rpgamer.com, and we'll uh, review some of the best ones next week. Or if only two of you do it, we'll review all of them. So see how that goes. Also, please make some suggestions for other th- other topics you'd like to hear discussed, because um, I've got I've been keeping a list of all the suggestions we've been getting, and I'm telling you, it is tiny. Actually, did you see the one in the chat room earlier? I'm going to guess you didn't until you... No, I didn't. What was it? it (laughs) What is your favorite game mechanic that was in a bad game? So, like, a bad game with a good mechanic that you wished a good game had used instead. That would take some thinking, but that was one of the ones I liked. That was earlier. Wow. That was by some guy named Kiro. Yeah, that was uh, another random fan of the podcast. All right. I added that to my list, but, man, I don't think I could do that. (laughs) In an RPG? In a game genre that traditionally doesn't add new mechanics, Ugh. don't just well, talk about be. Dragon Quest that way. Most RPGs add some new mechanics, like what? Uh, Digital Devil Saga. Whenever you selected like uh, something to cure poison, it would automatically select the poison person for you, so you wouldn't have to select him in your party. <laughs> That's not a mechanic. That's a user interface improvement. That's a user interface <laughs> mechanic improvement. Okay. Fair enough. What about the whole the Gambit system with 12? That was new. Yes, that was new. That's a good point. It wasn't really in a bad RPG. Well, no, but that's it's still and it's an example of a new mechanic. That's helping. All right. So let's move on to our next topic. Disgaea has throwing things. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. Adding <laughs> penguins that blow up when you throw them, I think that counts. No, I meant the whole, like, making your stack of characters and throwing them across the screen. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. That's the new mechanic in a strategy RPG. So what I'm about uh, yeah. Baton Kaitos? I really like the card mechanic in that game. Yeah, but that was pretty cool. fun. Yeah, I thought the rest of the game was atrocious, which I oh, liked cool. Baton Kaitos because I like the cards, but I can admit everything else about that game. So shouldn't fun. you be playing Concept? Yeah. Don't you need other humans to play that with? No. No. There's a computer that you can lose to. Oh. Is there a review copy of that? I don't want to buy it. Does that have online? I don't think so. (laughs) It totally should. You know, I'm going to say, Bad and Kaitos is another underrated game that I liked a lot. I'll throw that out there, I thought you didn't like it. You just said you didn't like it. You said you hated all of it other than the cards. Yeah, (laughs) other than the cards. I don't think that's what you mean. (laughs) I liked it because of the card mechanic, but everything else about it was terrible. Did you play it? It was okay. Did you the story one was a, one no, the story was terrible, and I didn't buy two because I heard that they changed the card mechanic in two, and that was the only thing I liked about one. So why would I buy Origins if they butchered the only thing I liked about the first one and kept all the crappy stuff? The 360 has online play for Cult Sub Saga. Oh, okay. So you can play against Saga, other people, though, and you can set. both waste your entire afternoon waiting to play Digital Monopoly. Why don't you just oh. import the DS version? If I wanted to play Digital Monopoly, I'd play Itadaki anyway. There's a DS version of Coldcept Saga? Coldcept DS, it's called. Ingenious. Hmm. Yep. I bet it's ugly, though. 
<laughs> it looks pretty good. I think there's screens of it up on, on, on the site before I was reprimanded and told that that's not an RPG. <laughs> what, called Subsaga? I thought we no, covered that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought we covered Cold that Sub- too. Is... I thought oh. we covered card games. No. We, yeah, we covered we card games that are related to role-playing games. No, we covered so Tom, magic. Tom, was Michael the one that uh, reprimanded you? No, I wasn't really reprimanded. I was just like... We covered Magic the Gathering like, for a while, so I don't believe that, Mike. Oh, that's that's the saving throw stuff. Yeah, that would be part of the site, so... <laughs> no, we don't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I've been before. It's really painful, so hopefully you'll never have to go through that, Tom. What? Through what? Reprimanded. I've been reprimanded. <laughs> and I haven't yeah. been reprimanded yet. I'm looking forward to God, it. What uh, the heck? You guys make it forward. sound like a... <laughs> make it sound weird. <laughs> I think that's the whole point, yeah. Okay. Sean reprimanded to... me. That's the only time I've been reprimanded. <laughs> Sean reprimands everyone. If he gets his coffee done wrong at Starbucks, he'd reprimand them. Oh, wait, he probably <sighs> would never go to a Copied Starbucks. Copied and pasted a, uh earlier reprimand on someone else into Query just to get it out of his system. <laughs> it's kind of like a form letter reprimand that he just fills in the name. <laughs> All right, so if you're tired of us talking about this and want to do something different this week, Fantasy Star Portable is coming out for the PSP on March 3rd. So you can go pick that up. Um, have um, any of you guys played the demo on the PSP? No. Right. I think Mac didn't talk about it last week. I Fantasy don't Star- want to. Why? Because it's Fantasy Star Online on a stupid little PSP. Okay. <laughs> Why don't they make a different Fantasy Star game for freak's sake? Well, you, yeah, you're like me. You want them to go back to the RPGs. Like Is the there death. a Fantasy Star 5? I mean, wasn't no. 4 no. like 20 years ago? They haven't made a five, and then they're like, "No, we're done. Thanks." Like, no, we're just going to do crappy MMOs and spinoffs for the next twenty years. Yep, that some people really. Well, they're they're more Diablo (laughs) two spinoffs. They're not MMOs. They're not massive. Fine, pathetically multiplayer online (laughs) RPGs. PMOs, yes, I'll take that. All right, Uh, let's uh, get into what we've been playing. Uh, Mr. Uh, who should go first? Tom, you're the guest. Why don't you go first? Why is he the guest? Because he's yeah. been on the least most recently. Tom, I'm you've been guess. on more podcasts than I have, but Shush. you've been the least significant person. Oh, yep. Fine, you can yeah, go first I then, Glenn, if you want to go first. No, 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 Tom yes. is definitely less important. He should Let's go. just let Tom go. All right. I haven't been playing anything. <laughs> nah, just you're a liar. Um, I know you oh. are. I've been playing... Blue Dragon for the 360, not for the DS. Oh, yeah, old I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Oh, or you're playing bad. Oliver's birthplace. Yeah, it's oh, that's bad. where Oliver's like been. He's been he's been in Tom's game. Ah, uh, that explains it. That explains a lot. I've just been watching him play it through the internet. Through the internet. But yeah, I've been playing that, and I like it. It's a it's a very traditional RPG, but it's next gen. So I've been enjoying it. It's fun. Except what do you think about the uh, low quality of the textures that makes everything look like it could be on a PS2? Do you like that part? Um, I haven't really noticed that or anything like that. Like what on like the buildings and all that? And like I thought that the way Level Five turned the art into 3D looked a lot better than the way Mistwalker did in Blue Dragon. I thought the Blue Dragon looked really weird in 3D. The, like the characters, where everything was a uh, like a single solid color with no texture to it. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't. Know, I think it's to me that's just kind of like the simplicity of it. You know, traditional, simple, boring 
boring characters. Yep. Dragon Quest VIII did that, and it looked nice. That's true. I don't know. I just didn't really notice it. That, that what much. about all the slowdown? Look, that I did notice. That kind of annoyed me. Like, if you have some characters charging, like, you'll be, pl- you know, plodding along, or whatever the word is. Is there any that, good stuff in this game? Do you get the graphical glitches in battle? <laughs> is there anything that isn't bad in this <laughs> game? <laughs> I just like how it's, it's a... I don't you know, I don't know what I like. I like the job system kind of. Once I, now that I'm really advanced in it, and I found a place where I could just run in a circle and use field barrier to raise my job level. Mm-hmm. So now I have like every job skill that I want. For those now who don't like, know, field barrier is when you attack multiple enemies at the same time, right? No, that's where you just push a button on the field and it puts a barrier up around you. And then any enemy that's kind of weaker than you, you just get job points for running into them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Excellent. I just found an I found an area where I could just run into a circle, run in a circle, and enemies would keep just falling on my head. Literally. So just, yeah. So I just leveled up, you know, to From get every single sky. skill. Did you find a Goomba factory or something? What the heck? No, it's in the laser field. For those who are curious. Nice. So you were also getting zapped by a laser in the sky the entire time. Do you have to but dodge that's why lightning you're in circles. It was where there isn't a laser shooting me. Okay. Well, that's good. That's why it's called the laser field, because it's where the laser doesn't shoot you. Well, the laser comes later. <laughs> okay. the, the, this part of the laser field was left on too long, and it broke. It ran out of its lifespan. Uh, well, but he was running me? out of circles so long, it stopped shooting him. Yeah, it got red. Are red. you enjoying the Saturday morning cartoon plot that could fit into a 15-minute short that a 5 year No, 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 no. They actually have an anime. The Saturday morning cartoon, because they made an anime of it, and they completely trashed the story. They changed the story yeah. and made it a lot longer. <laughs> I, I read that. So yeah, annoying. I've been watching yeah, on Cartoon of, Network. I can't find any current episodes, though. I think they gave up. That's kind of what I mean by how it's kind of traditional. Like, it's... <laughs> it's supposed to be boring and silly. Like, the bad uh, plot is traditional. <laughs> I, I still... I'm not... You, like, you don't even it. have to battle enemies. All you do is put a bubble around you and let them fall on your head for experience. Well, you, no, that's job points, job not points. experience. And you don't get gold, either. But yeah, you're right. Whatever. Next game. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> you know what else I hear? <laughs> Seventh told me about, he was talking to me about Blue Dragon earlier. He said he really hate the junction system. And <laughs> the part where, you know, the characters forget their memory because they've been summoning the dragons all the time. He really didn't oh, like that either. You know, Tom, I liked Blue Dragon too. Nice. Internet high five. Yeah, Internet right there. Five. It took me five months to beat Blue Dragon because I kept finding excuses to play other games instead. Mm-hmm. I think I started yeah. it in August and finished it in December, or finished it in January. I wouldn't mind moving on to another game. How far are you? Are you pulling a Chris? Are you like 50% of the way done? What game? No. Uh, you again, what game? I think I got lost. I don't know. I'm on disc two, and it, my game clock says like 70 hours, but it, it constantly is moving, and I, I pause my game a lot and do something else. This is of Sacred 2? Oh, no. Sorry. Blue, Blue Dragon. Dragon. Hey, oh, Blue Blue Dragon. Dragon. Oh, okay. two? I thought we were moving on doing no, no, the game. No, no, no. We used to talk about Blue Dragon. I tried, okay. but he didn't hit So, Tom, what you're saying is it would be really great if RPGs had a feature that when you paused it, stopped the game clock? Yeah, yes. I guess. You guess? Yeah. You're not sure, though. Okay, Sacred 2. Okay. (laughs) Sacred 2, I don't know where I am. It's 
There's so many quests, <laughs> and the world is so big. I'm just completely confused. It's a it's a decent game. I mean, if you like hack and loots, it's pretty much a hack and loot. If you like Diablo, buy it. If you're looking for something a little new, maybe don't buy it. I read online in um, Green News review blog for this game that he didn't like it and was going to have to force himself to thrust his way through it after taking two months off because it was so unpleasant. Do you agree with that? Was that me? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not unpleasant. I'm just, I'm not a, I don't know. I guess I'm just not into it. But So you don't like kinda, it? Um, I'd say... It's not that I don't like it, it's just not for me. Because you like good games? Because I don't feel like playing a hack and loot game right now. But the skill system is good. It's got a lot of loot. It's got a lot of hacking. So, I don't know. Did you play Dungeon Siege? Yeah, I did. I beat it. So, how would you compare it to that? Because I, I thought Vanilla Siege was a really vanilla, boring uh, Diablo 2 clone. Well, it's way better than Dungeon Siege, definitely. Except it doesn't, have, it doesn't have, like, the goofy... Um, what were the weapons of that? Like, the chain gun and, and Dungeon Siege. And it's got a better skill system, definitely. The skill system in, in Sacred 2 is very deep. There's a lot of classes, and you can kind of... It's, 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 it's deeper than Diablo's, you know, simple simplistic kind of skill trees where you just pick. Um, so that's good about it. Yeah, all right. That's all I got. See, I'm just getting kind of depressed talking about it for some reason. About well, the more you eight. describe it, the more fun it sounds. But then you haven't played it in over two months because you hate it. It's just I've it's been confusing. Playing it. I've been playing it. Sacred 2 hasn't been out for two months. It has, yes. Sacred 2 came out in November or October? No. October, I believe. Something like that. Hmm. Can we stop talking about Sacred 2? <laughs> okay, this is the now playing <laughs> section where you talk about oh. what you've played. I'm like, sorry. I, don't, I don't want to talk about stuff anymore. It's sad. And Retro Game Challenge, I beat, which is awesome. See? Look, someone finished a game, Chris. Yay! Do you use cheat codes to beat it? Uh, I use cheat codes to complete the last challenge, which I don't want to ruin, but yeah, I did. But that's I'm using cheat codes for the last challenge, too, because, I mean, it would just take too long, and they're yeah. games that you just can't do without the cheat codes, I think, in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, it took pretty long to do it with the cheat codes. Yeah. But I did beat Gladia Quest without any cheat codes, and I got, like, everything you can get. Are there really cheat codes for Gladia Quest? Yeah, there's a cheat code, um... Oh. Spoiler alert! Where you can just see the ending. Oh, that's just lame. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I know of in the game. So cheap. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm really loving the. Uh, I just finished the uh, the shooter in it. The the space shooter. I really love it. Cosmic Gate. No. Star Prince. Star Prince. Yes. Yeah, that was. Yes, yeah, so he, he was telling me in the Skype how. Oh, I hate that word. How hard it was and how whiny he was, and then finally beating. He's like, "Yeah, I beat it finally, finally, finally." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. We're going back to Puzzle Quest now." Yeah, that was with a continue code. <laughs> it took me forever. Yeah, I had to use. I used cheats for that, but I did not play it with Invincible on. So, all right. 
Yeah. Have you been looking? He had to explain at... to me how you get the cheats, which I thought was funny because I was like, "What?" Oh, I said I was like, "Oh, you get them in a magazine." He's like, "No, you find them in your room." I'm like, "In a magazine?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, I didn't think you actually went to the store and bought a strategy guide for retro game challenge, but you never know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Chris, have you been looking at like the all the games in the second one? It looks crazy. No, I haven't. I haven't checked it out at all. I hear it looks good though. Looks like it has. But way there's more no games. RPG, right? Uh, there's a Guardia Quest Two or some saga. It's called. Yeah, of course, oh, there'll okay. be a sequel. <laughs> now, I really want that game. It looks awesome. Let's see. There's no Wikipedia article for Game Center CX Two. There's oh, been no, a ton of news. Like and like blogs about it. Looks like videos. Oh wow! Yeah, they upgraded the RPG a little. Um, Dragon Quest Two, Guardia Quest Saga is the sequel to the original games. Dragon Quest like RPG, Gun Duel, the sequel to Star Prince, is another vertical shmup with much more detailed backgrounds. Oh shmups! It's a shmup. Say that word. Shoot 'em up. Yes, yeah, shmups. It's a shmup. Yeah, shoot 'em up. It's not a shmup. It's a shmup. Word. A word. They do an MSX-style port of the Galaga game in the first one. That's funny. Oh, And there's a 16-bit game. Wow. So I take it you liked Retro Gaming Challenge then? I I meant to buy it last week when I went to buy games, and then I forgot while I was in the store. I went to buy it, it. and they didn't have it. I'm glad. They're like, oh, we're sold out. I'm like, oh. I want that game to be sold out. I want that game to be buyable. (laughs) Oh, there's also a, a Tetris game. Um, there you go. A scrolling martial arts uh, martial arts action game. Nice. A Pac-Man really style game. Really stealing the thunder from Tom's future news article about it. Oh, oh really? actually, never mind. Tom can't write an article about it because it's not an RPG. Go ahead. Why not? Unless I want to be reprimanded. But we covered the first one. Yeah, we, no, we didn't. We you didn't don't read the site. We didn't cover it. Oh, we should have. We covered it in passing. We didn't actually put like pages up and stuff. Well, we should. There's an RPG in it. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. One section of this is and an th- RPG. We should also be. We should also at least have basic coverage game. for Sonic RP- uh, Genesis Collection too. As I say, oh. there's a puzzle game in Shimagami Tensei Nocturne, but they didn't cover Nocturne in PuzzleGamer.com. Nocturne was not a compendium of games. Is you know, sister. <clears throat> Yeah, you run that in the background. We don't talk about her much. This this is pretty easy. If the game has an RPG in it that you can't get any other way, you should cover it. And if the game is a spinoff of a popular RPG uh, uh, what property, then you cover it. This is easy. Explain me again how the Sega Genesis Collection should be covered. Because it has a bunch of RPGs in it that people would like to get their hands on. That we cover. Yeah. Just checking. We always cover when you... We covered every one of the Fantasy Star remakes. So we cover all the Fantasy Star games, but because they come in one box, we should cover Yeah, that we game. should probably put a news story saying, hey, those gamers wanting to get an RPG fix, hey, take a look at this. Here's a great way to get Chris, Shining Chris, Force 1 Chris, and we 2. We did. Oh, see? I think Tom go. made that news article last fall. That's coverage. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we don't make like game pages for it, and we don't so, review it. And we did don't we do, do that, that with stuff. Game Center? Yes, we did. We even had a contest. Remember? Yeah, we had a contest. We didn't cover Yeah, that's coverage. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. At a news site, if you post a story about an object or an yes, item, but it's that means you full coverage. cover it. <laughs> hey, Chris. Could you, could you two play BSD later? We should. 
ESD? I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, it stands for something that he'll have to bleep. Mm-hmm. Chris, what have you been playing besides Retro Game Challenge? Um, besides Retro Game Challenge, I've been playing some Puzzle Quest Galactrix. But How far did you get? I did not go anywhere near as far as Michael got, who finished the game. So I'm going to let yes, him talk Yes, I did. About I finished the game. Um, and I'll chime in when I agree. You chime in when you agree. And disagree. For the most part, if you've heard anything about it, um, if you played the first Puzzle Quest, it was all about you basically, <clears throat> you have a, I hate to say it, a quest to um, explore the different areas and find, uh, there's no real like overall story until you get into it. So it's basically you wander around and go, well, I'm going to go over here and see what this guy wants. I'm going to go over here and see what this guy wants. You basically don't, don't upsell follow- it to them. <laughs> this game has some of the worst story cutscenes I've ever seen. I was and talking the about the original utterly, Puzzle Quest. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Chris, wait, did it. you play Final Fantasy VIII and you still say that? Because yeah. I shouldn't play this game then. <laughs> you don't play Puzzle Quest for the story. Let me give. Let, let's no, be yeah, clear. It, was, it wasn't a good story. It was, well, I need you to go get this crown. I need you to get this. And there, I was like, well, they can't do that in space because you got so to have, you know more of an arching story, and they do get an arching story. You obviously have to... Wait, wait. Why do you obviously have to have more of an arching story because it's in space? Because you can't just have some... There's no reason to wander around in space except to, like, to make money. Yes. So there's your reason. What about Meteos? (laughs) Meteos was a puzzle game in space. It didn't have a story. The only reason you were wandering around in the first one was for quests. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't... Well, no, you were trying to find someone originally. Remember, no. you were supposed to find the thief, and the thief stabs you in the back, and you're like, ah, and then sets you on this whole quest line? Nah, not really. Yeah, Galactus doesn't do that. It's just like, for most of the time, it's like, why don't you just wander around and do whatever you want? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> they so teach I you how to mine. It's a good primer for, um, you know, EVE Online. <laughs> go go <laughs> yeah, to these planets, mine for a while. AFK for go somewhere hours. else. <laughs> <clears throat> but the one thing I liked about the original Puzzle Quest was, no matter what you were doing, you were building your experience, you're building your money, you're doing all this stuff. There's a lot in the new one where you're not doing that. And that actually bugged me a lot. What are you um, doing instead? Well, you're solving puzzles, but you're not gaining experience for it. You're not gaining, um, well, they call Minions. it side points. Some of the puzzles what? in the first one you solved, and it, like, he gave you minions to use yep. for the rest of Michael didn't yes. do any of that stuff in the first game, actually. Actually, companions didn't possible? work in the PSP version. Yeah, Mike's right. So it was it was broken PSP. Even when I got them, they didn't do anything, so I didn't bother hunting them down. But that's compa- yeah. So you didn't. So you couldn't do companions. He also never captured enemies to learn skills from them. I, I apparently did not do that. He missed right. that entire section. So, but <laughs> when you do that, are, don't you still get experience for when you're actually doing the puzzles? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, oh, wait, yeah, not when you not when you capture monsters. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Seventh is right. Uh, I'm brain farted there. It's just uh, cleared all the stuff off this board puzzle. Okay. So you get nothing for it. So, for the most part, that's like most of Puzzle Quest Galactics. No, it isn't, you're, because you're getting a lot of, uh, you're usually getting no, at no, least no, items no. you can Stop. sell. Let me let me finish. Okay. The things you have to do in the mini-games, I mean, you have the main battle, which everybody's already talked about. You know, you match the, uh, the space mines, and they explode, and you attack the ships, and that's a lot of fun. But... You have to hack the leap gates, which gets you nothing but opening a leap gate that may or may not close later. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, so don't don't hack them until you need to go through them. Is what I learned. yeah, because I hacked a bunch <laughs> and then I went back the other direction. It says no, no, just yeah. Kidding, if the, if they if they ever make a quest that involves you opening a path with a leap gate, they will reclose it even if you've already hacked it. Yeah. So is, is this game kind of like a four X game? It kind of sounds like that in the no. descriptions. No, 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 no. 
What is it's it then? It's a puzzle I, I, game. It's not like Civ. No, no, I mean, when you move around, people talk about fighting ships and getting factions angry at you and collecting money. That sounds like a 4X game. Yeah, but not as developed as you're thinking. Yeah, like, There really are simplistic. factions. You have to there gain factions, rep with them. If you them, kill one kind maybe. of ship, you might make another faction happy and you make the faction you killed angry. But I don't know that you... Man, it would take a while to really try and manipulate the system with that, wouldn't it? To do what? I... I don't know, to try and do anything big sweeping politically. Uh, no, actually it took me about 20 minutes. Okay. I had I had gotten to the point where there's a... <clears throat> yeah, if you sell everybody a bunch of stuff, don't they all like you? Yeah, that was the trick. Yeah. Was The quest line made it so I made this uh, trader company mad at me, and they owned uh, this Imperium, which had like everything you wanted to buy. So, of course, it's great. They're mad at you. You get to fire on them. It's wonderful. So <clears throat> I actually decided... Before I finish the game, I'm going to go back and make these people at least not hate me. I never made them like me. but So I fired on all the little trader ships of the, of the alliance they hated, which made them feel better about me. And then I sold the people I was firing on a whole bunch of stuff, so they liked me too. And that took about 20 minutes to do. But I was also using my, um, my cheaty ship, so... <laughs> <clears throat> okay. What? <laughs> There, the the best way to beat Puzzle Quest is to get a gimmick. I re- I did it in the original one. You could do the uh, you could double the XP on the board, and it would just clear the board and cause explosions, and people would die, and it'd be great. You get tons of XP and you leave. Well, I basically did the same thing on here, except instead of XP, I used mines. Uh huh. So I would wait until I think I said between eight or ten mines on the board. Press the button, and the battle's over. I so you finished point. it already, right? Yeah. So it wasn't as long as the first one? How did it, it compare to the first one? hours. And I think was the first one took about seven, five hours. It was less my, fun. I got hooked on the first one, but I really thought it was too long. I wish it had been about 60 hours shorter so I could have moved on to another game. Just because it was it the same thing over about and over. 10 hours. Yeah, that would have been about right. See, I think the point of this game is you're not supposed to do what we do. You're not supposed to rush through it as hard as you can. You're supposed to play it over months and months, and you play it a little bit now and a little bit later. Yeah, again, the, the story it. is crap, so there really should be no incentive for you to finish it. This had a better story. It, okay. Aren't you just I mean, dissing I, the story? That's, do you that's understand? Saying, no, he but... was dissing the story of the first one, but for the second one, I booted it up, and I got like the most ridiculously stupid and poorly acted like they took the artwork that the designer made for the game, and then they put a bunch of like captions at the bottom to have a guy read them, basically, for the artwork. And he's like, Mankind came from the wastes, and now they are triumphant among the skies. But oh, all should know that real revolutions skipping. begin with fire, and I'm the villain, and yeah, I am the conqueror of worlds. Yeah, it's just a dude who wants to kill stuff. <laughs> he goes yeah, on this and you, soliloquy. And that's basically the whole quest, is to find the guy and kill him. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But look, it his actually name had is a, Seymour? His name is not Seymour. <laughs> you, you find his okay. name. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah he's he, basically, he's I'm really a villain, and I'm also your narrator, so ha ha ha. I thought it was cute. I mean, I know, I'm not going to say it's an epic story everybody needs to write home about, but I it was cute. The story is it like trying game. to be like the orcs in Warcraft 2 or something? Where it's like, no. We go find human beings and kill no, them. No, he's doing this seriously. He's just not good at it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's delivered very seriously, but the story, I guess the actor's fine, but the writing is so terrible. 
Yeah. It's your cheesy yeah. RPG. It's a very cheesy, so, basic sci-fi plot. Even though you plot. beat the game in like four days, you don't recommend it because it wasn't as good as the first one. I didn't say I don't recommend it. I, I said it's not that part yet. I would still play it. Um, there's going to be a lot more things you don't like about it than the first one. Uh, it's Leap Gates. Do you get incredibly difficult? Um, so, but like okay, saying, like, let's explain how Leap Gates work. So, okay. uh, actually, let's back up a step further. There are multiple different puzzle types, kind of like in the first one, but I think there's more in this one. So, I mean, there's some that no. you're clearing off some of the, like, a lot of the board is empty, and they're kind of like filler tiles, and you're clearing off some pieces from them in order to mine minerals. That's the mining. And uh, if you end up, once you are unable to make any further matches, you're done. You've gotten all the resources you can get from that asteroid, or, and you're done mining it, right? If you get them all... You get four times the amount on the okay. planet. Yeah, I've never gotten them all, so I didn't know. That. Um, <clears throat> I, I started doing it really well. Um, I don't know if we want to give tricks or stuff. Yep. There's another one that's like that, but it's crafting. Um, only when oh. you, instead of... No, uh, no, no. Crafting is nothing like that, because crafting is evil. Okay, well, it's, it's kind of like that, except with all the blank filler tiles, except when you actually match colors, they become um, kind of electric items. And then you can match those electrical items with any other electrical items, and they go into, like, the... What, what would you call the quota of electric items you need to get to clear right, you're, that you're board. basically taking them off the board and putting them off the side, and when you get them all, you're all done. Yeah. You could treat them more puzzly because you have to worry about locking up the board and not being able to make any more matches, and then you have to start that over. So those are You forgot the most puzzly. annoying part. What? <clears throat> when you're doing crafting, sounds you're making more stuff, more. so it makes biohazard. Uh-huh. And the biohazard cannot be moved on the board. And it, oh, right. I mean, it can be moved, but you can't move it directly. You have to move it around, and you have to match those up to get rid of them so the board doesn't lock up. Well, so far, I wouldn't say that those puzzles are horrible, Seven, because I actually, I like the different puzzles. I, you know, I felt like, oh, I can do some mining puzzles now. Oh, I can do some crafting puzzles now. Oh, I can go do some traditional just kill people puzzles now. And I like that variety and having those options. Um, then there's the leak I have a headache now, but it might be because I've been up for 24 hours straight and I'm drinking okay. caffeine. To stay well, I mean, we're, we're trying to describe a puzzle game to you, which is much better observed visually. So you should just get the <laughs> demo. Um, also, you know, you, uh, you, you're still worried about Final Fantasy VIII, so, I mean, yeah. you're tarnished already. But <laughs> let us, let's, let's get on to the major criticism, Leap Gates. So this is a puzzle where you need to match uh, 12, 20, or 24, is it, Mike? Mm-hmm. Depending on the difficulty yeah. level certain colors. So match a red one, now match a blue one, now match a yellow one. Uh, it's a timed puzzle, and um, so if your next one that you need to match is red and there's no red on the board, you better start clearing as much as you can and get some red to come into the board so you can clear it and move on to the next thing you have to clear. Um, they can be quite challenging at the higher levels, and it feels very random. And some people really hate or are knocking in, in the reviews for that because you have to do that to finish the story. Um, I, yeah, I literally, in the last part, if I started the board, let's say I needed a purple, and there was not a way I could get a purple in three moves or less, mm-hmm. I ignored the puzzle because it would waste too much time trying to get the starting piece before I would. I would just wait until the timer to expire and try again. Mm-hmm. It was that this bad. Is definitely sounding more and more horrible. I think that's yeah. the only bad part of the game, really. But you, you also didn't have the other puzzle because you haven't seen it yet. I think in that description there were six different times you said, and the more annoying thing is, and then name something else. I didn't. Just sounds so complicated. It is quite. It complicated. is more complicated than the first puzzle quest. That I have noticed. I'm starting to be able to do it though. So I mean, it's a puzzle game. You, you sit down, you stare at it for a while, and it starts to make sense. You 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 also um, once you get a certain character, you can start hunt rumors. Now the interesting thing about this is they're spread out all over the 
the various systems, but they don't show you any markers. So now it gives you a reason to actually go. Every time you enter a system, you click on the planets you've been ignoring from now on. And eventually they'll show you a rumor. And this is the one I found interesting was because Puzzle Quest um, experience is very low. I mean, it's like each increment level is like a hundred is ten more than it was before. So you know you're still at like level forty. You only need like three hundred experience. Okay. And you fight these battles and you get like what twenty, thirty experience. You're fighting like ten battles to get this. Yeah. If you find a rumor, you can get fifty experience, a hundred experience, two hundred and fifty experience, five hundred experience, or a thousand experience. So a rumor is basically just a quest to go finish and get bonus experience. Tom. Yeah. Okay. Tom. Um, it, it wasn't even a quest. It was a puzzle. Yes, yes. Wake up. Doesn't um, this game sound horrible the more they talk? <laughs> no, so no. this was great because they finally give you a way to level up quickly. But okay. in complimenting rumors, you were like, before you get rumors late in the game, it's impossible to level up. You no, it isn't. No, I'm I leveling up all the time. All. He says exactly that it's a lot easier to level up in this game than the first one. You're just not yes, listening. No. You you know what it is with you Glenn? Just want to the hate. only thing he can hear, like the only thing that gets through his brain, is criticism. Praises yeah. do not enter his ears; they're reflected out. He can only receive <laughs> criticisms for games. My mother. No, I like this well. because <laughs> when you follow the main quest line, there's basically three stopping points. The first one, you're going along, you're about level twelve, maybe fifteen if you're lucky, and you hit a level twenty uh, quest. I mean, this is the main quest, and the main quests are actually marked by yellow, so you know you're following the main quest line, you're not just guessing. And you hit that, and it's 20, and that he will decimate you. you you're, just, you're like, okay, so I need to go do something else. And then they do it to 40. And the thing that bugged me was about was, they didn't give me as much time to level up between it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and, that's when I, and that's when I find these rumors, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is how I get to 40 in a decent amount of time without spending the next, you know, three weeks playing the same puzzle So games. that's that's your pro tip of the week, guys. Use use the rumors when you get to the difficulty spikes and need to level up a lot. Right, but you don't get it before the first one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but still. And uh, what is the other thing that's different? Um, oh, you know what I didn't like that's different in this game? There's no classes. No. Oh, at the start, you, you pick you four characters, class. and they're all the same. Yeah. You Every game, you, you develop your... It's one of those... Games where you develop your character as you see fit, I guess. So it's kind of like a tech tree? Um, oh, no, there wasn't even... It's even... You raised your, your four energy powers. Your shields, or your red, or your yellow. Or your I green. really think they should have put more in like that. I don't think they have a good substitute for it, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, Hero think... in the chat room says there's more companions, though, so Mike will have to speak to what they... No, there are much less companions. Okay. And the companions do not help you in battle. All the companions do is allow you to do different battles. Yeah. So I, you know, my two criticisms really right now are just that I wish they had the class stuff in there because I liked it, but I can live without it. And mm-hmm. um, the leap gates might be a bit challenging. That's really the and only thing I don't like. Why I wished the original puzzle quest was maybe a fifth as long because, like, once you picked a class, you're pretty much doing the same strategy all game. Yeah. I kind of I would have replayed it with different classes, but I didn't want to play it for another hundred hours or however ridiculously long that game was. I, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to do it twice in a row. If you were only set, dead set on doing the supposedly best way of playing that class, you had a lot more abilities than you could have on you at a time in the first game. Yeah. You could respec your character basically. But, yeah, I mean, um, it changed a little bit over the course of play, but I was mostly doing the same thing. I mean, there there were some late game skills that I had to use a lot. And something that needs to be said, and 
Zen and Tonic says it well in the chat room. Um, it's a great game because the core mechanics are still addictive. It's just scuttled by some very poor design decisions. And well, the, we, all we've talked about is the bad things. We haven't talked yeah. about the good things. Okay, well, go talk about more of the good things that you like. Okay, one of the things I liked was you can't um, in in the original Puzzle Quest. If you had an ability that was cheat or that was cheap, you could just use it and use it and use it, and it would just uh, you know. You couldn't win if someone had an ability that you couldn't counter. So the first thing they, I saw was they added recharge times. So let's say you get a really good ability. You're not stuck with, well, this guy can just do it over and over and I you can just die. You had recharge times in the first game, too. Not for your abilities. Yeah. There are several abilities no. that have recharge game timers. Yes, several of them. All of them do in this one. Okay. So, like, you know, I, like I said, I had the one that doubles all the mines on the screen. Well, I can only do that every sixth turn or something. Okay. I can't just keep doing it over and over like I was doing in Puzzle Quest. Wait, so the enemy can't just sit there and make you skip four turns, and then next right. turn make you skip four more turns? Right, because yeah, there's that a recharge ability on That was really thing. fun in Puzzle Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found one. This guy made me wait eight turns. Oh, gosh. Because it was based on how much red energy I had, Yeah. and I had boosted my red energy to the point <laughs> I had like 75. And this is in Galactrics or the first one? In Galactrics. Oh. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to use the ability that's you lose two turns and one turn for every four right. red energy yeah, your opponent yeah. has. So what, like, el- what else did you like that was good? I liked the whole ship system. Once you go into the system and you have to uh, evade the other ships, I like that part. It gave a little bit more action to it. Because when you're flying in enemy territory, you're actually like, well, I can't just take my big ship and, you know, I have to fight them all because I'm not getting experience worthwhile. You could get a little ship and, like, dodge them and things like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I don't know if you like that. I haven't gotten multiple ships yet. Okay, so well, in RP, general, gamer, though, RP Gamer Score, what would you give it? Are you working on a review, Mike? Yeah, I'm working on a review. Okay. Oh, um, you're, you're writing a review? Yeah, that's why you, I played uh, it so I guess fast. you can save it for that then. I didn't, I didn't know you were writing a review. I, I'm going to assume he likes it a lot because anyway. he played it so straight through, unlike other games no. where he had to be coddled into playing it. I played it straight through because I want to get this review done. Uh, you, uh, Mike, I know you it's too between well. <laughs> there are other games where you have half. to get the review done and, three and you and still half. don't finish. Three to three and a half. Well, I enjoyed East and played it straight through and still gave it a three. I wouldn't necessarily say... <laughs> because you don't know how to give games game. different scores that don't have threes in them. <laughs> I've given plenty of twos and ones. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, well, great. Way to counter it. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and you know, when I was first playing it, I was like, well, this is really good, and the leap gates weren't that hard, and it wasn't great, and I was like, well, this is pretty good at four, and then you just keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and it gets harder and harder, and it just it seemed to be... In the first one, I never felt I kind of got bored with it. Yeah, there were always new things to do, companions to find, monsters to you know capture, things like that. In this one, it just seemed like after a while, I was so happy when I found you know the way to level fast. I was so happy to find the way to get money fast. I didn't want to keep playing; I just wanted to be done. Okay. Well, I and still so found it an enjoyable. Gr- or so far, I've been finding it an enjoyable thing to grind on. I find it addictive, so I sit down and I start playing, and I keep wanting to play. And I think that's the best thing you could say for a puzzle Should- game. Yeah, a good puzzle game should be that way, so that's good. And um, right. it's but only 20 bucks. You're not that far. Yeah, but still, even if it gets bad in the end, I'm only out 20 bucks, and I still had fun with it. I think I will have gotten my money's worth by then. Isn't it 30 on DS? 19, well, I don't know about DS. I got it on Steam for 1999. Mm. Yeah, Steam's 19 bucks or 20 and bucks. It, the way it sounds with the timed puzzles, you might want to play it with a mouse. I don't know. 
Oh, I guess the DS has the stick, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it has a stylus. But the stick still thing. Still the stick the thingy. <laughs> it's got a big stick. This. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the most part. I don't know. It was kind of... <laughs> Apparently you can hack it on the PC so the leap gates aren't as annoying. Sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> Wonder, the project I'm starting next week, hopefully I'll have my own cube and I can just sit there and play hacked puzzle quest all day. That'd be there nice. You, you can get the first but one on Steam, it. too. That's nice. Well, I'd be getting paid to sit there and do it. It'll make it a little more pleasurable. You know what they need to do is they need to release that expansion they put out on 360, also on the Steam version of the first Puzzle Quest. Oh, Can't you buy Puzzle Quest for $2 used somewhere because they made so many copies on so many systems? On a system yes. you want to play it on, though? Yeah. I mean, anything recommend. but the PSP would be good. I played it on the DS and thought it was fine. I don't know why I would need it on a bigger screen. Actually, to be honest, I've been playing it on my iPhone, and I've been enjoying that, so I guess that works. Mike, did you play anything else this week? Uh, Dragon Quest V. What'd you think of that? <laughs> I was happy to go back to it after Final <laughs> Quest. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> it, it's just... I, I played the game, and this, this will not show in the review, but I played the game the way you're not supposed to play it. So, yeah, I was tired of Puzzle Quest, but normally what happens is when you're like, well, I've had enough puzzle game, you stop. And I was like, no, I must finish game. So, I can, I, you know, that's not going to affect the review. I realized that I played it so much that I got tired of it. So do you think the first one is... <laughs> no, 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 we have to tell them how we really score games. It's, I played it too much and got tired of it, minus one point. <laughs> no, it's not how it works. So do you, do, you, do you think that the first one is a better game to just come back to? I really okay. do. I mean, even with the uh, <clears throat> even with the quote hacked leap gates, it wasn't the leap gates that really made me not want to play anymore. It was just the fact that it didn't. Uh, there wasn't enough to do. You know, I guess when I kept going back and I'm like, well, I need to find another quest. It was just, well, all I'm going to do is I'm going to get this quest. I'm going to click on this. I'm going to go up here and click on that, and I'll come back. It's like I, I just wanted to be done. Mm-hmm. Alright, so there you go I think uh, Sounds like if you, you're interested in the Puzzle Quest type games You could probably have some fun with it for a while um, I would suggest yeah, a $20 I mean, version So you don't feel shortchanged And uh, play it, see what you think Yeah, and I mean if you if, if I spent the same amount of time Over You know, four or five weeks Would I like it better? Probably But mm-hmm. I don't think I think I would have gotten to the point where we're like, well, I can play for another two hours and level up another three levels and then, you know, still not get anywhere. At least this way I felt when I went to bed I'd gotten somewhere in the game, but I'd spent all day doing it. Yeah. I still think it's cool. You know, Puzzle Quest with RPG elements, it's a, it's a very sneaky thing for them to do. It's a very, I just think they need to... Uh, <laughs> it's very... They, they, they how can we gimmick? make lots of money? But They made their gimmick. clever. But now they need to put some effort into it. Well, yeah. This is their first second try. Now they got to do their a... first second try. Hopefully they have a good try. second try next. It's, a, it's, it's hard to strike Thunder Road. Puzzle Adventure. Well, yeah, there was that. I guess we could go try that. But I don't think that's being done by the original developers. It's hard to tell who develops this game anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, no, the, the, the Dragon Quest V. Oh, you have new yeah. stuff from that you didn't share last week? I'm a little confused that... Um, <clears throat> it doesn't seem it gives me any direction. Okay. And I swear... In Why the does this Dragon confuse Quest, you for an old NES RPG? Or First of all, it's Super, Super Nintendo. NES. Sorry. 
But no, Dragon Quest Four had more direction. Dragon Quest Three had more direction. Right. Dragon Quest Eight has more direction. This one's like, okay, go find this item. Okay, well, I found the item. <laughs> All right, you're done. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh. I didn't. I'm I like, didn't what? complain about that a lot in the review that I wrote. But yeah, Dragon Quest Five really didn't give you any direction a few times. I just, I think I only had to use a fact once when I got completely lost. But there are a lot of times right. they don't really tell you what to do. Well, yeah, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll explain to you. It's not really a spoiler. I got the magic carpet. And I'm like, okay, I got the carpet. And they're like, okay, oh, goodbye. Yeah. And I'm like, no, not goodbye. Now you've opened up the whole world and not told me where to go. Yeah. <laughs> go explore. Actually, that was, a, that was it. That was when I used the fact was right after I got the magic carpet and didn't know where to Because you're like, where do I go? Yeah. I no, think they, exactly. they give you to an explore. airship and that's it. Like you do a quest. I mean, it's a magic carpet in this game, but they essentially give you an airship and they don't yeah. tell you what to do. They, so what we supposed to go back and revisit every single town and talk yeah. to every single person? Oh, and the answer yeah. is no, yes. No, no. Yeah. No, not no. only did they give you the airship, they gave you the magic key. Yeah. Go open so every door in the you, game? <laughs> no, it's oh. not the ultimate key, it's the magic key. But okay. it opens certain doors that haven't been opened. So yeah, they're literally saying, here's the airship, here's the key, have fun exploring the entire world over again. I think that's what... This is a game designed that's for a different what time. That's usually does. Oh, okay. Usually no. they give you direction and say, now, you shouldn't listen to us and go explore. But they give you, now when you're done exploring, go go somewhere. Yeah. This time they're like, nah, see ya. Uh, yeah, that's an old go game design thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, okay. There are also, there are multiple things you're supposed to do once you get the, the carpet and the key. It's not, they expect you to go find a few different things, and they don't tell you where any of them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's some hints, like, from previous or like, well, I should have done this, but he didn't give it to me and I didn't have the key, so maybe I should go there, but I didn't write them down. <laughs> well, you should have. Apparently you've I should You've gotten soft in your modern gaming age. Well, 4 wasn't near this pedantic about leaving you alone. Oh, well. It was always, eventually you should go back and do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the chat room's talking about 8. 8 did the same thing. 8 was like, yeah, you have opened up this way of travel, but when you're yeah. done exploring, go this way. I agree. Eight, eight always told you what to do. Seven didn't. I think seven would be a better example of a Dragon Quest that left you on your own a lot. But eight always told you where to go next. Seven didn't get you out of town for three hours. <laughs> All right. So besides the airship gripe, did anything else interesting happen? Well, nothing I can really talk about. There's no spoilers. Oh, okay. So, but the story is freaking awesome. Is it? See that? That's yeah. what you got to say. Tell us how I mean, awesome it is. Well, how did how did you put it, Glenn? Basically, uh, <laughs> they, uh, actually, Chris, I very carefully in the review didn't reveal anything about the story. Like, I intentionally chose words that didn't give away things about the story when I talked about it vaguely. So, like, I understand where Michael is. You, it's really good, but you don't really want to say anything because there are a lot of little things that happen that are better to be surprises. Like exciting. Things. No, 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 it's not exciting. The way he put it was, you get this nice collection of everybody you care about. And then it jacks them up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. That sucked. Well, that's spoilers. <laughs> I, you shouldn't have no. said anything, Mike. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. All right, cool. What, are you doing? what? Chris is so excited about Dragon Quest, he's playing with his printy. I like this printy. It's, it's like all scarf. the other printies, except it has a scarf. Well, they share the scarf. When one dies, they give the scarf to the next person. Should drink two Red Balls Bulls before every podcast and just see what that does. <laughs> Alright, that's all I had. I had two games, but that took a very long time. Yes, it did. 
But it's okay. We talk about puzzle quests, and I'm sure people are curious to know how it was. And now I've justified our show. All right, good. Moving on. <laughs> Where'd it go? Um, so, did you plan? Yeah, we already Me? talked. Glenn. I haven't gone. Oh, okay. Did so. Uh, the only game I've played since the last podcast is Valkyrie Profile, Covenant of the Plume. I wrote an impression for Classy Heroes, but I don't think I've played it anymore since I talked about it last week. I think I've just been playing Valkyrie Profile. So I wrote a lot in the blog. This is going to be a game that's tough for me to keep the word limit down on, because I'll want to describe every weird thing this game does. So in, in Valkyrie Profile, the game starts out with you being an angry teenage boy, teenage boy full of angst, who hates the Valkyrie Lyneth, who's the protagonist of Valkyrie Profile 1, and wants to find and kill her. So she's a god. She's a good guy. So you play this incredibly, yeah, emo... His father dies when he's little, like in battle, because another man stabs him, but he blames the Valkyrie for it. And then his family falls to poverty, and his sister slowly starves to death, and the death of his sister makes his mother lose his mind. So he eventually just gets filled with hatred, and it's all directed at the Valkyrie. So that's who you, you play as. You kind of play as, like, a, he's not a sympathetic character at all. And right from the get-go, the plot is just kind of full of holes, and you just have to run with it. So at the very like the beginning of the game? game huh? <laughs> you mean like Valkyrie Profile itself? Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. Valkyrie Profile 1, I thought, answered a lot of things well. but It depends on which ending you, you could understand what they were saying. Well, it, it got around a lot of typical gameplay hang-ups in JRPGs. Like... You know, when a character dies, and you can just, like, throw a life potion on them. But then, when the character's supposed to die in the plot, they stay dead forever and you cry. No, no, you should throw a life potion on them in the cutscene. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie Profile 1 got away with it because they were already dead. Mm-hmm. So, if you're an if you're Ein Harriar die in battle, it was just a soul that the that Valkyrie Lyneth was keeping there. So, you use an item and it brings it back. Yeah. I thought it kind of it got away that a lot. That oh, wasn't but, really anything that I was talking about, though. Oh, <laughs> I don't mind how they handled the life potion and made it somewhat realistic. That's... Well, like, but they took away that by making you a human with human oh, okay. members. Right. They have the same item names. So the life potion Valkyrie Lyneth uses to bring back on Harriar is the same one you use to revive humans. Like, little things like that kind of yeah. bugged me. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put it in the same game world, it should be a little more consistent. Sure. And Valkyrie Lyneth made sense. I mean, it's... um. It's Ragnarok, the end of the world, all the gods are going to be fighting, you're sending Ein Harriar. Yeah, but the story of that game was all the little character stories, which were horribly translated and disjointed and didn't make any sense. You didn't like the vignettes? I, I thought they were great. I, I, I would like to have liked the vignettes, but I couldn't understand what was going on. They were very philosophical and stuff, but poorly yeah. translatedly philosophical, so I didn't understand the points that were being made. Uh, I disagree with you. I thought they were, I thought they were very touching, and I'll speak for uh, Nix, the editorial curator, because she loves the game too, because she thought it was very clear and touching and well translated. Valkyrie Profile? <laughs> huh? Yeah, Valkyrie no, Profile. No, it was not well translated at all. This, well, the I, I played it on the PSP. It? No, it wasn't. I don't, yeah, I don't think it, it was. It is not retranslated at all. In fact, it's less good than the, the PlayStation version, because some of the interface tweaks they put in the PlayStation version aren't there on the PSP. Less good. Not as good. Sorry. <laughs> they have some God. nice, pretty cutscenes, though. So, That's so cool. anywho, so yeah, uh, good. Open like of the Plume kind of turns it on its side, and that kind of makes it weirder. Because you're, since like said, you're, I mean, the plot's just full of holes from the start. That your goal is you're a human. You're going. To, I mean, Valkyries are gods. You're trying to go find a god and kill it. Yeah. Because you're angry that your dad was hubris. Another mortal. It doesn't really make any sense at all. <laughs> it doesn't have to. 
So right at the beginning of the game, so it's not a spoiler, it's like okay. 10 minutes in, your character dies. You die. Okay. So when you die, the queen of uh, hell is the queen of the underworld. It's what uh, hell was named after in the Bible, was after the, the Norse, Norse goddess hell. So hell comes to you, brings you back to life on the condition that you, she'll give you the power to find Lenneth and kill her. So the entire game, I assume, I haven't gotten that far in it yet, you're working for hell to kill other people for her. And in return, she'll make you more powerful and help you murder Lineth, who's the good guy in Valkyrie Profile. So that's as much of the story as I can say. Okay. Since uh, there's an embargo date for it. So um, for the gameplay, it's, uh, it's not really pulling me in so far. It's kind of a hybrid between a tactics battlefield and Valkyrie Profile battle system that was in 1 and 2, where um, it's real time. So you guys have all played Valkyrie Profile 1 and 2? Mike, have you? I didn't play two that much. I played one. <clears throat> okay. I mean, it's the same battle system. So it's like real time. You're trying to time the hits that come out. And the idea would be that you juggle the same enemy for a while. You get a combo counter up to 100. And when it hits 100, you can unleash the special attacks to do a lot of damage. So you get it to 100 now? Grand Dragon! Yeah. Well, one hit isn't doesn't fill up the combo meter by one. Like, one hit might fill it by 20, and another hit oh, might... Oh, you got to okay, do a lot meter. of continuous right. hits, and then you can do special attacks. And I thought you needed to get 100 the, hit The combo key is to figure like, out the right order to dual min, so you can do everybody in the party do all their special attacks. Yeah, exactly. So you're still doing that, but it doesn't, it doesn't really mesh that well with the tactics battlefield, because the, the main problem I'm having is that in Lineth, if you miss a juggle, if you miss a special attack... Yeah. Then it's no big deal. The enemies get a turn, and then you get another turn, and then you crush them. I mean, it's you know, it's like it's Dragon Quest. It's well, it depends fantasy. on the enemy, but yeah, yeah, you're right. For the most part, if you don't wipe out your enemy on the first turn, it's not a huge deal. You get another turn. Yeah. The problem in tactics is if you strategically position your army a certain way, and then try to unleash an attack, and then you slip and you don't kill that enemy. You know, in a tactics field, you know well, they do a lot more bad. damage. Like in tactics yeah. ogre, you can't mean to kill someone and not kill them. The guy will reply by wiping out your party. Valkyrie, Pro, or Valkyrie Profile is kind of the same way. And enemies tend to have about double your stats. So oh, enemies okay. can kill your guys in one or two hits. Whereas you might have to do a full combo to take out one bad guy. Are deaths permanent? No, you can bring them back. Okay. But, which, I mean, yeah, I've had to buy a lot of life potions in it. But it just it makes this, it takes away from the strategy, I guess is my point. Like, it's, why would you put it on a tactics battlefield when so many things about the Valkyrie, Valkyrie Profile battle system go against it. They, well, they yeah. kind of clash. Yeah. And the one gimmick they use is when you overkill enemies, it's called sin. Hell likes it when you overkill enemies, so it gives you a sin counter. And you get more sin the more you beat up an enemy after you killed it. And the goal is to get a certain amount of sin at the end of battle. And but sin get- means to miss the mark. But you're saying this is your goal. Why would you no. get a counter <clears throat> for not achieving your goal if you're actually sin? achieving your goal? Sin. S-I-N. Yeah. As yeah. in like a sin literally means to miss the mark. Well, it's, a, it's an archery hell, term. You, you should be sinning. So this yeah. is like committing a sin. Yes, and it, yeah, it means to miss the mark. It means you're not doing what you're supposed to do, except that's what you're supposed to do. I think it means it more in that it's evil. Like sin in Final Fantasy X was evil. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. eating up dead people is bad. All right. So you, but for doing it, you get sin, and then at the end of a map, if you got enough sin, different maps have different quotas. Hell will give you prizes. So that goes against the strategy too, because then you're not trying to barely kill enemies, which is what you would usually do in a tactics game. You're trying to hella kill enemies. So you're trying to make sure your death blow 
kills them, and then kills them even more, so you get a whole lot of sin and get rewarded with gifts at the end of the battle. All right. Wait, wait so, I, I, I have to ask about the sin thing. Where did you hear that it was a miss? Uh, that's the actual definition of sin, Mike. But it's probably going it's an offense return. against religious or moral law. Yeah, that's uh, that's the moral definition, but the actual etymology of the word is from archery. Sorry. Awesome. Nobody mentions <laughs> archery in the in the dictionary. Well, I'm sorry. He's talking about Latin root words, right? Um, yeah, you were. Uh, anyway, we can talk about this later. In Spanish, sin means without. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> So, so that's my problem with it. It's, uh, or I guess that's why it's not pulling men. It's not bad at all. It's just, it's kind of an awkward system where it's like they combine two things, and instead of meshing well together, the two things are kind of conflicting. And the difficulty is not very high. You have the plume of the Valkyrie Lenneth in your possession, because when she took your father's soul, she leaves it on the corpse. In, in this game, I don't know if that's real in Nor- Nor- Norse mythology. So you have the Val- Valkyrie's plume. If you use the plume... It brings out one of your allies' full potential, and it turns them into a tank that destroys everyone on the map instantly. But then at the end of battle, that character dies permanently, and it stains oh. the plume. So Hell wants you to stain the plume black with the blood of the people that trust you most. So anytime you face a tough battle, you can just use the plume, murder one of your comrades, and you'll auto-win the map. And deal so much damage, you'll get full sin for the map too, and all the rewards that come with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow. so it's, not, it's not very hard... I, I like it, a lot of their con. What? Is it one of the things where you're supposed to do that, but you're not really supposed to? Yeah. Like the uh, the breath of fire, where you can use the dragon power and become really strong, but if you do that, you might actually lose. I or you're really supposed to just be evil, and it's great. I don't know. My guess is that if you don't use the plume, it would probably lead to a good ending. Whereas if you regularly kill off your comrades forever using the plume, it might lead to the bad ending. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm only halfway through the game. According okay. to the paperwork Square sent with the review copy, it says that the dialogue and there's some branching based on the actions you choose in the game. So there are multiple endings. Okay. But I, I don't well, know to what extent. Your profile. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had to use the plume once already. I found one battle that was impossible. I felt like the only way I could beat it was to get lucky. I needed a... I needed The enemy had one very powerful guy that starts out right in front of you, and he's bordered by two archers. So he gets three attacks. So when he moves forward, he attacks. Then the archer comes in range, and they'll both combo attack you. And then the other archer comes in range, and they'll both combo attack you. So he can wipe out my entire party in a few turns. So that was the only time I had to use the plume. Every other battle's been a cinch. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, the Mac already wrote an impression for it. He played it before he, some before he sent it to me, and I'm writing a review blog for it. But that, that's where I am now. So I know, I'm still undecided. I'm guessing I'm probably about forty percent of the way through the game right now. Mm-hmm. When is the embargo? Thirteenth is when the review can go up. Okay. So yeah, you still got some time. Cool. Well, it's the only game I've been playing. The problem is that it hasn't really grabbed... DS games really need to pull me in. I kind of have trouble sitting there and staring at a DS for six hours straight. And this game isn't really pulling me in that well. Hmm. Okay. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't come from Latin. It comes from Greek or Aramaic. But right, Regardless. So Chris, what have you played on. this week? <laughs> I've been playing Theo Theopedia, where it describes oh. the definitions of theological concepts. 
I didn't I know this existed. So now you do. <laughs> I had to look this up. <laughs> no, I, we already covered what I played. Uh, Retro I Game Challenge and Puzzle Quest Galactrix. That was it. So, we're good. Let's get on to the news, guys. After two hours, we get to go on to the news? Yes, let's get on to the news. Let's. <laughs> we don't have to. Gosh. You want to leave? Oh, we can just stop. Just yeah, leave? okay, bye. We can just leave. <laughs> Everyone <We're> done. done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, first off, we got some impressions. Um, uh, Class of Heroes by Mr. Glenn. Woohoo! Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. I think you already told us all that stuff last week, though, right? Yeah, I already talked about it last week. Yeah. And I haven't played it anymore this week. And, uh, yeah, see what, let, let's go with your quote. Class of Heroes will be the first dungeon crawler on the PSP that succeeds at being polished, fun, and wonderfully old school all at the same time. Well, it sounds it like is, you like this game. What the hell? I'm enjoying it. My only fear is that you it wrote might... wrote a review of it. Jeez. Huh? <laughs> you, wrote, you basically wrote a review of it here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A review as of 10 hours in. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but uh, I think Atlas said it was an 80-hour game. Mm-hmm. So, okay. We got a while left. We also have an impression of Black Sigil, Blade of the Exiled, written by uh, Michael Cunningham. He says, if someone's looking for a traditional Japanese-style RPG experience, Black Sigil is a good fix. Even though the developers are not Japanese at all, they are Canadian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Max impression really piqued my interest in this game. I know that Max Storm and uh, Max are have been big on it. Isn't this a game everyone says is like a Chrono Trigger? Yeah, in the it was originally going to be a GBA game, and I guess the earliest screens of it, it looked like a direct Chrono Trigger ripoff, like yeah. even copying and pasting their sprites too. Mm-hmm. That was how it got a reputation for being a, a Chrono Trigger ripoff. But it seems like they've really added to it since then. Cool. You know, made their own art, made their own music. So it has a nostalgic feel, but it's not like Chrono Trigger 2. I'm interested in a new 16-bit style game like this. You can't get it in, like, GameStop and stuff. I've only seen it at Amazon and... It's not out. ...online retailers. Yeah, but they don't have it pre-ordered. It's not even in their system. Oh, what a shock. Finally get an RPG. Being developed in North America, and they don't even release it in North America. The thing Max said in the impression that I liked was it's like Chrono Trigger's battle system, but you can move the people around. Whereas in Chrono Trigger, your guys were static. So if you had to, if you had a range effect attack that you wanted to cut out, you had to wait for the enemies to line up in the right position. You couldn't move yourself to line yourself in the right position. And it sounds like they uh, they did that in Black Sigil that you can move your you can move your guys around position attacks better. Were there a lot of AOEs in Chrono Trigger? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, the word. <clears throat> yeah. Elias was like cross slash and things like that. Yeah. So, um, there was <laughs> yeah. also. Cross slash did not have AOE. We also no, just wait, game... wait, wait, wherever you needed it. Chrono Trigger is the first game I played that had AOEs. Hmm. Okay. Back in the day. Well, no, it didn't. Um, Secret of Mana had AOEs. Played Chrono Trigger before I played Secret of Mana. Oh. All right, all right. So, also this week, I got a couple of reviews up Legacies of Ease, books one and two, written by you, Glenn. <laughs> he said it had a fast pace that kept the game fun, solid localization and interface, but had obtuse actions that needed to progress the plot and too much backtracking in the first game. I like did you play? Did you play oh. E6? No, this is... A, I've played E3 on the Super Nintendo, and then I haven't touched an E's game in 15 years, and then I played this. Okay, because I thought E6 was horrid, and I was hoping this was a lot better. Hmm. Did you like well, this was certainly a lot better than horrid. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of also a lot better than Horde, Ethan Pfeiffer, um, aka Ethos, who's never on this podcast anymore, even though he should be. And they asked that I'm telling you, Ethan, to come on again, Mister, as you're listening He's to us. He doesn't even listen to it anymore. Oh, well, whatever. Even uh, to hear he my said voice he would. instead of me. He, he said he was going to listen to the last couple, but oh well. Um, he said he gave uh, Blue Dragon Plus a three out of five. Oh, by the way, you gave Legacy V's a three out of five, didn't you? This That's one, the highest score he can give. Yeah, I know. Blue Dragon Plus gets a 3 out of 5 as well. Deep customization for a large cast of characters. An addicting player-driven pacing. Strong, if not recycled, soundtrack. But it has an unnecessary grid-based setup. Terrible ally pathfinding. And aiming spells is sometimes a crapshoot. However, it got a 3 out of 5. It's a strategy game. Well, this, is a, this is a real-time strategy, right? Blue Dragon Plus? So- I, I heard that this was like going to be really bad, like Heroes of Mana, but apparently 3 out of 5 isn't too bad, is it? From what, Mana. from what Ethan said, it sounded like it was made by the same developers as Heroes of Mana, yeah. and they just took off the Heroes of Mana paint and added a blue Dragon Plus paint and didn't really fix any of the problems that were in Well, then it should be so, getting lower than the 3 out of 5, because Heroes of Mana was no 3 out of 5. I don't know. I mean, Ethan didn't. Uh, Ethan never played Heroes of Mana. Oh, okay. He said it was addicting, so I mean, he got hooked on it when he played it. Oh. His problem that the pathfinding was still terrible, so it'll let you group select, and then if you tell them go here instead of the like, if you select three people and say go right, yeah, uh, they yeah, don't go right. They will go to. They will go to like the next town and go get a <laughs> drink in a bar. And then sometime later, they might show up on your map again. No, no, Seriously. no, no. Only one of them will show up, and well, the other yeah. two are drunk. The other the two bar. are still running around in a corner by the tree because they got drunk. So <laughs> the pathfinding is so bad. It, it sounded unreal. Like they just all go in different directions. Yeah, like because they cute. can't occupy the same space. They don't like to be on top of each other, so they they have to actively avoid it, and that complicates the pathfinding and makes them make really weird decisions decisions about where to go. Finding is too stupid to just stand still and wait your turn. It decides yeah. instead to run in the wrong direction because there, moving is better. There are any number of solutions to the problem. They use none of them. <laughs> it's just Either waiting terrible. or just, you know, or follow the leader or go slight to the right. No, they, they, they like run off. And, and uh, like, to be clear, that's for Heroes of Mana, but it sounds like it's the same thing here. And, so. Well, and the way he just... They didn't change the pathfinding, it's going to be the same. Yeah. The way he described it, it sounds like a typical tactical Japanese RPG only it's in real time instead of turn base. He said it's on a grid, and you have uh, to be like if you have a character that has a horizontal line. Well, to build off a point you made earlier, in a typical tactical RPG, um, how many attacks do you usually take on an enemy before they die? In Revenant uh, Wings, you one? took a lot. I was saying a good one, only a couple. Revenant Wings was an RTS. Well, so was Blue Dragon Plus. Yeah, I'm talking about tactical RPGs because he said for a typical tactical RPG. Uh, less than five. Yeah, and here yeah. you're just whacking on a guy. Whack, 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 whack. I mean, he's, he's, you're just sitting there battling for a while. It's not like a tactical RPG. No, no, no. Well, There's um, no special no, it's, abilities. It, it's <laughs> like a tactical RPG because it's on a grid, and you have to be lined up for attacks. <laughs> okay. But instead of standing still and taking turns... Except you don't control where on the grid they're going to stand, really. Right. This is, yeah, this is, he talks about this exactly in the review, okay. that you have to be lined up right. So yeah. if you have a horizontal attack, like in a turn-based game, you would line up in the right spot in the grid, select the attack, bust it out, and hurt the enemy. But because it's real-time, they're all kind of moving around. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to line up on the same row as the enemy, (laughs) make sure you're facing the same way as the enemy, and then manually tell him to cast a magic spell. But he still liked it, so that's interesting. It'd be like like playing StarCraft and having a carrier and not having it 
unleash its interceptors unless it's perfectly lined up with the target and facing the way of the target. Yeah, that's like I just think that would crazy. drive me crazy. I wouldn't be able to play an RTS. I, I got to, you know I liked Heroes of Mana. The story was like again very mediocre, but I was being able to get into it, and I just had to give up on it. It was just too frustrating to play, and I would have expected this to be the same. But Ethan, he stuck with it, I guess. So. Maybe we need also, to get Ethan to play Heroes of Mana and give it like the highest score it's ever gotten. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> also, what? We talked about some with us, too, because uh, he's just started Blue Dragon right before getting Blue Dragon Plus, and Blue Dragon Plus begins by giving you a recap of the entire 15-minute plot of Blue Dragon, Oops. and it spoiled the whole thing for him. <laughs> nice. Oops. So we were yeah. talking, because he thought that just from the background information that the events that take place in Blue Dragon Plus didn't make a lot of sense. So he was talking to me and Billy Young about it, trying to see to what extent the plot in Blue Dragon Plus made any sense whatsoever, considering what happened in Blue Dragon. And yeah. it didn't really seem to. <laughs> Oops. Like, somehow <laughs> they took a 15-minute plot, and then they had to, you know, like you said for the anime, and they had to completely scrap it. It was like they somewhat scrapped it again for Blue Dragon Plus, too. You couldn't even keep the anime plot, which was, you know, at least somewhat plausible. I think the anime plot was so different from the video game. I guess they assumed that if you played the video game, you're less likely to have seen the anime. If you just went from... I, I guess. I mean, seeing, seeing everyone that I found on the first disc in the first episode really threw me off. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think you spend the whole first disc chasing down the pirate, and she's like, here I am in the first episode, finding you. Um, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. Different. That's entirely wrong. Thank the you. anime's so different. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. Uh, what is it? I'm trying to get into news, and I don't understand the story. So, Bix, Legacy V's books 1 and 2, um, there's going to be... Oh, there's a new area in it. Yes, thank you. I couldn't understand it. So, there's a new yeah. area in it. Why didn't you tell us about that, Seventh? I blame you. That was I didn't job. know it was a new area when I played it. I the Go Vardet. By the time I saw the story, I'd already beaten East. All right, whatever. And it has a brand new boss, which is spoiled with the screens that they released for it. Well, mm-hmm. it looks, it looks don't look at them. Don't look at them. Just uh, what we talking about? wait and find them. East. 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 Oh, well, I have to see if I can find it time to play it. It made a lot of sense after I read the story, Tom, because that area was kind of randomly tacked on. It's like you're yeah. walking around, and then you hit a warp, and you warp to this dungeon in the middle of nowhere. And then at the end of the dungeon, you were back to where you were. All right. I just thought it well, was... Well, let's, let's not give it any more time, then. Um, is it any good? Sorry to ask. It's ease. <laughs> I mean, all the gameplay in East was kind of the same. That's why Chris doesn't want to talk about it. Okay, let's move on. Well, I mean, no, if we're making a mistake not playing it, tell us. No, I'd like to see if the new dungeon was any good. Oh. I mean, well, I mean, everything in East is kind of the same. It's... It's really simple, and it's the same thing. It's just the game is short. You don't really have time to get tired of it. I mean, the the whole package was about 15 hours long. Oh, wow. And midway through, you get a fireball games? spell. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. No wonder they have through, 27 different E's. They keep needing more to do. East 1 was about 5 hours long, which it kind of makes sense now because other people said it was shorter. I guess maybe adding the new dungeon maybe added 30 minutes to it. I don't know. So East 1 was about 5 hours, and East 2 was about... Maybe I will pick that up if it's short. I'm loving these short game ideas. All right. Hmm. It's I, I read some other reviews for it online and read what other people were thinking too. Fanboys seem really split. Some of them played it and still thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. Other ones played it and were rapidly. How are they picked. fanboys if they haven't played it before? 
They would have played the PC version. Oh, okay. They would have imported the PC version. And they're saying this is not as good as the PC version for some reason? Right, because anything ported from a PC to a DS is going it's to of course, become crappier. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. Like, also quite. Yeah. <laughs> so for people like me who had but never played... the PC played... version is not out here, so it's not really right. an option for us unless you want to import it. There's a, there's a patch. There's an English language yeah, patch. All right. Okay, so moving on. Atlas announced a Persona PSP, which I thought we already knew about. Um, they didn't officially it. announce it. Okay, so it's going to come here. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the announcement. It's coming that's here. What that's is. what I mean, we knew is. it existed. <laughs> like, why are we do- covering this again? All right, so yay, it'll be coming here, which big freaking shock. <laughs> Did you guys play the first Persona on PS1? I did not. No. Thomas? I watched my friend play like five minutes of it, maybe ten years ago or something. I hear it's not he as good as the entire five minutes. <laughs> no, I think we. He yeah. was like, "Yeah, it's cool. You can negotiate with the demons." I was like, "That sounds awesome." Yeah, right, dancing then, seductively, right? Yeah. Isn't there like a black guy in it, and he dances to get demons to come on your side? No clue. He, I've seen yeah, it in he played. He watched what five minutes? <laughs> yeah, like ten years ago. Like I yeah, said. so he's not gonna remember that. <laughs> But I still remember that. I'm excited about this. I didn't get Persona 1 because I heard it, the American version was so terrible. So I have faith in Atlas that they're going to clean this up and make it a good game. Why? Oh, so it's just a bad localization, you're thinking? I heard it was yes. weird. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's a large part of it. You just probably tried to censor a game which has demons, which probably wouldn't go well. I just heard it was, a, like a, it was one of the early games where the, the English in it was really weird. Oh, okay. I mean, everything I've heard about the game is terrible, but when, um, maybe this isn't a great example, but when they fixed Rhapsody and brought it over to the DS, they added things like a map that should have been in the first version. Uh-huh. I think Persona 1 was one of the games I remember reading about that didn't have a mini-map, Ooh. and that was one of the complaints. So there were some minor interface things that they're going to fix. Oh, on. Persona would be awful without a mini-map. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so okay. I trust that they're going to fix interface things, so. give it a new localization, and it's yeah. going to be a good game. Otherwise, I don't see why they would bother porting a game everyone hated and bringing it here. Well, speaking of ports of games everyone hated, uh, the last Remnant port for PC is coming out on April 9th. And nice. It'll be coming... <laughs> yeah, thanks for opening the on door Steam. on that one. <laughs> it'll be available on Steam, which I think is how like every PC game should be available now. I'm so happy Puzzle Quest was on Steam. It makes it so easy. So you can it actually get a... Hmm? On March 24th in stores, but on Steam it's available at midnight. Oh. Yeah, wow. so we'll just so you have to a wait delayed. a couple weeks. That's okay. That'll give you time to wait for all the reviews to come out and see if it's actually worth playing on the PC. But there's a demo available, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. There's a demo available right now, which we mentioned earlier. It's uh, I don't know if it's any good. All, like three of the people on the podcast downloaded it before the show started, but none of us had tried it yet. So. I played five. Some of us are still downloading. <laughs> <laughs> you actually played some. Five seconds of it. And then Five I... whole seconds, all right. I played the benchmark a couple weeks ago. Wow, <laughs> that the doesn't benchmark. really count. It looked pretty. I didn't even try the benchmark. Yeah, it, it runs. Okay, so <laughs> the, the, I, would, I would highly suggest people wait and get some good review feedback before dropping the money on this. Hey, Michael, is Max Storm still sending you the Red Ring of Death copy to play? I think so. You gonna try that? He hasn't, he hasn't given up on it yet, and no, I'm not going to because of all <laughs> the technical issues I've heard. You have other stuff to do than that, like have fun, enjoy life. Exactly. Yeah. Things so, like that. <laughs> why don't you play Avalon Code on the Nintendo Channel? There's a demo up on the Wii Nintendo Channel. If for people who own Wiis, um, after you take the dust off them 
and press the power button if you need to plug <laughs> oh, it back sorry, in. I was cleaning mine off. Yeah, um, you can turn it on. You can update the system firmware and get a new channel called the Nintendo Channel. So if you boot that up, and if you're like me, you have no idea what's going on. Wait, um, I have the Nintendo there's Channel. There's a big blue button at the top. Click that. Then you'll be smarter than Chris. And you will get a menu <laughs> that allows you to do things like download DS demos. You didn't know how to... Oh, I, wow. the, it was confusing. That's it's awesome. a bad I mean, interface. It's a big I assert giant that it is, How can you miss it? it? Because it just had a title on it. I thought... Interface this is designed... It was a title of this screen. for children and old people are supposed to be able to figure out how to use Wii's. And I Chris didn't think can't that figure was, it out. I didn't think that was very well designed. <laughs> it says... The, the blue button says find titles for you. That doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was not well designed, I think. So it you click on that, button. and then you can. It, it didn't look like a button. It looked like a blue circular. Well, did it's you put oval. the emote pointer over it? <sighs> okay, can we move on? <laughs> I'm just saying, you, the only control system you have is to point something at the screen, and you don't mouse. Oh over my gosh! The... It's still bad UI design, even if you can figure it out. All right, Avalon Code is available on that channel. You can download it to your DS and play. I think a 30 what is it two minute demo i'd say 10 10 minute minute. demo yeah Yeah. i heard it was short it basically is a tutorial mode it's cool though yeah i hear it's cool though. it it shows off the uh the book's abilities where you can like write in the book and mess up your opponents and then you can destroy them faster so go Mm. check this out this is a game that's like a this is kind of it's a 3d playstation type style rpg um well, that's all I really know because it, it has graphics I, like Final Fantasy IV DS, but with better color palettes. I think it has this um, the Judgment Link combo system where you hit enemies into the air, and it's kind of a time system. It reminded me of Vagrant Story, kind of how it, you know you have to time your hits, and you can keep bouncing them higher and higher until they like leave the atmosphere, and then they turn into an item. So that was pretty funny, and you can juggle multiple enemies at once doing this. At least that I. The last the last time I used my Wii was to play Soul Calibur 2 about six months ago. Okay. I had friends invite themselves over and we had nothing else to do. <laughs> Tom, can you help me with this next story? So Final Fantasy IV uh, The After was rated by the ESRB, which is cool because it's not a game we thought was coming to the US because it's a cell phone game, right? Yes. Yes. It originally came out on cell phones. But where is this about the WiiWare coming into your story? Well, on the ESRB website, it was rated for the Wii. Whoa. Um, it's just probably likely to come out on WiiWare because it, I think, because it has an episodic or episodic format. I don't know how to pronounce that. Episodic, but yeah, episodic. I think you're right. That makes sense and for so, DLC. Yeah. So they can release like each one for like five bucks or something. But That's I, what I'm thinking. That would be interesting to see a cell phone game ported to the Wii. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm, really I'm thinking weird. it could be an error, possibly. Why does Square like the Wii download service? Why doesn't it choose something like that? It's gaming You're target. Talking about is, a cell phone. Um, well, yeah, but yeah, I, I just it, the Wii seems like not their platform of choice. That shouldn't be the one they should be targeting. There for are like two hundred million more Wiis worldwide that have been sold. Right, but people who played Final Fantasy four twenty years ago are now old and probably have Wiis in their nursing homes. Yeah, but they probably also have three. The core gamers who are after RPGs are not the the Wii audience, really, are they? Everyone has a Wii. <laughs> okay, I don't think everybody. I moved into this apartment. There wait, was wait, a wait. Wii. All right, let, let's do this. Chris, do you have a Wii? Yeah. Glenn, do you have a Wii? Oh yeah. Tom, do you have a Wii? Yes. Okay, everybody in the podcast. Has we're a Wii. we're Shut all up. we're not normal. All right. We you are, just said RPG we, people. We work for a RPG, game site. Are we not the RPG people? We're 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 
yes, but we're at the point where we actually put free hours of our life for no pay into a website about RPGs. We're not normal. Three hours? Three hours. I said free. Free hours free where hour. we are not paid. Say, dude, free. I wrote a review and an impression this week. I spent a lot more than three hours. I love how he has to verify it. Free hours we don't get paid for. Yes. <laughs> it's doubly exclaimed. Okay, fine. So everyone owns a Wii, so this is this makes perfect sense for them, especially since nobody who owns a Wii, for the most part, knows how to get to the downloadable content section. Like, oh, you can do that on that? I just put it in to play the tennis. Plus, I think WiiWare is overpriced, and you can't download demos like you can on Xbox yeah. Live. There's a lot of issues. with It's not advertised there's at no all, either. On the Wii. Say what? It's another good point. You got no memory. No memory on the Wii. Yeah, there's no memory. It's not advertised. Most of, A lot of the audience doesn't know it exists. <laughs> And yeah, the I'm core gamers are busy on their 360. They want to get some gamer score to show off to their other friends. Look, I play the latest Square game. I think there's a mistake, but whatever. Well, you'd have to guess My Life as a King sold well enough that they're not scared to do this. I mean, if no one bought My Life as a King, there was no way they would have made this a WiiWare download. Yeah. Unless they made an evil contract with Nintendo and they have to have so many... But Square. I would not recommend you go buy My Life as a King. I've had fun with it even though I downloaded it, but I don't think it's something you really need to experience. So, I don't know. I would I so I'm thinking in the future square D downloadable games I'm going to start checking before I buy. I did check before I bought it. I asked you. Oh. <laughs> did you, you have fun with it? Did you try it? Me? Yeah, everybody who played it seemed no. to like it for like 2 weeks and nobody ever mentioned it again. Yeah, I mean it's I, not something I go back to. I had fun with it while it lasted, but I yeah, mean, Chris, I asked you if I should buy it or not and you described the game and then I decided not to buy it based yeah. off what you said. Okay, okay, okay. So, I the ironic part of my statement there, though, is that if this comes out, of course I will buy it. So, Me too. How can you not buy it? I know. I know. It's more Final Fantasy IV. So, I still think it's the wrong platform, but I guess I'm wrong. All right. Star Wars The Old Republic online prequel comic series begins. <laughs> so, you can go buy comic books that are prequel to the upcoming no. MMO. They're free. No, it's they're free. free. It's like a real comic Oh, it's online book. prequel. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah, it like sets up the game. Um, I, I the first issue is like only three or four pages, and it's pretty short. But the the whole story behind the Old Republic I find kind of interesting. Like the yeah. Sith is um the Sith is kind of is dominating the Republic right now, and the Jedi and the I'm, I get confused, but the Jedi and the Republic are kind of just trying to hold their core worlds. So uh, it, sh- it, it should be interesting. The art's really good. So I don't know. Twice a month. I guess these three or four page issues will be released. So the point is that you love these comics so much that then when the game eventually comes out, you want to play it? I think it just sets up the story and introduces you to characters that'll be in the game. So It's kind of like what Atlas did with Atrian Odyssey, and I think they're doing it with Class of Heroes too, where they put comics up about the game, sort of. Mm -hmm. Only it sounds like... Did they do that? They oh, do. Yeah, they had a lot, couple. Though. I mean, it's actually That's different. It's just, it's humorous comics. It really has nothing to do with the game whatsoever. This is actually seems to have different. a purpose. Yeah. Hmm. So, also serving no purpose, the Xbox uh, Live Arcade Awards for 2008. The nominees are up. Um, I guess that was a little rough of me to say that, but I needed a segue. The, I, the only reason I mention it is that Penny Arcade Episode 1 was nominated for Best Original Game. You liked Braid too, didn't you? I did like Braid. I, I thought well. the the person who makes it is a bit. I think the story is a bit obtuse, and I don't like this. You get to decide what it means, crap. But you know, 
That's that's what indie games are. Yeah. Doesn't Braid on sale? I guess it's not on sale anymore by the time this goes up. Oh, yeah. Right now, as we're recording, I think it's on sale for 800 points instead of 1,200. Didn't we do that a couple weeks ago? Announce sales that end before the podcast goes up? Yeah, probably. Bonus content for chat room humans? Very sad. Yeah. Yeah, see, you're right. It's to encourage the chat room use. (laughs) <laughs> the point is to join the chat room, but wait until the end when we talk about news and find out what's on sale. Yeah. Um, it's competition. Penny Arcade's competition is Castle Crashers, N+, Braid, Schizoid, and Age of Booty. Why is Schizoid in there? I thought people didn't like pick? that. What? Who would you pick? I have not played Castle Crashers with you yet, so I don't know. But you have played Castle Crashers. No. Really? I never played, played a demo. Like, I, haven't played, I only played the demo, and I, I want to play more. I played Castle Crashers. <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend it for best of anything. Really? The I liked it. He liked yeah, it. No, it was no this is seventh. He likes it and he gives it <laughs> he a liked three. It, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. All he can tell you about it is what sucks about it, and he gives you a three. That's it. Uh, yeah, three. <laughs> Actually, you're exactly right. That's how you got a gen- genuine laugh out of me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was fun, but I just with all the live arcade games out there, I have to imagine that one of them was better than that. It wasn't amazing. You have to imagine one of them is better than that. <laughs> yeah. He just wouldn't know it because he would play it. Between say, no, Braid and Penny Arcade, I would probably go with Braid because the title of the category is original, and that's definitely more original. But I loved Penny Arcade Episode 1. I probably liked it more than Braid. So as far as the better game, it'd probably be... Penny Arcade, but as far as the better originality, would be Braid. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Sure. I don't know how you score that title, or that category in that case, but whatever. I saw right. that Res got a couple of mentions, too. Oh, I've already, that's already been earmarked so as my good. next game to download. So I have good. a that works. I wish it was longer. I wish it was so much longer. I'm prepared for that. I've I, heard it I short need a new, and I need, easy. I want them to make a sequel. Oh, stage five of that game. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway, sorry. Why'd you say that? You distracted me. <laughs> Make me think about Res. So now everyone knows to go buy Res. I was yeah, doing a favor right. to one full listeners who I love. Go buy Res. Seriously. If you like shooting anything with anything, go buy Res. And good music, good techno. All right. Shooting anything with anything. Oh, you wouldn't like it. You'd play it and you'd hate it and you'd make me sad. So that's why I haven't... Why, why do you say that? Because it's true. What, because what's it's the beautiful. last game that you gave me that I hated? Um, I can't remember the last game I recommended you try that you actually tried. It's been so long. Akira Chronicles? Did you recommend that to him? No, no, I he tried that, that at the him. trade shows with me. Did either of yeah. you beat that? Shut Not up. Close. <laughs> I'm not making I'm fun of you. I'm just curious. Speaking of underrated games, give Valkyria Chronicles because <laughs> no one's playing that, and they should. No one's finishing that. Oh well, yeah, that's an issue. They too. should. All right. Yeah, they should. Well, Famitsu in Japan finished Seventh Dragon, which is that upcoming Sega RPG, mm-hmm. and uh, they they seem to like it. Kinda, they give it a nine eight eight eight, which is thirty three points, which is okay. That's pretty good. But from Famitsu, that's really underscored. Yeah, because <laughs> they give well, bad games forties. <laughs> if the reviews yeah. even matter. Yeah, if the reviews even matter. But uh, let's see, did they actually say anything useful about it? Um, I get a definite Etrian Odyssey vibe to the game, which plays out pretty dramatically story-wise, one reviewer said. From the simple gameplay to the 2D map, you'll like this if you're into traditional RPGs. Well, that's good for us. Um, 
Let's see. From the limited save points to the way the monsters get a whole level stronger in every new land, a lot of this will remind you of the great RPGs of bygone days. You're free enough that you may be unsure what to do next at times. Oh, it's like Dragon Quest. Great. Um, <laughs> and finally, I like how it's made to be as stress-free as possible with, for example, speeding up battle by holding down the A button. Ooh. I like that, too. I also like how you have the freedom to choose your own quests and dragon hunting expeditions. Oh, Mike won't like that. He likes Back saving aside. dragons, not killing Do we, uh... Although I wish there was a way you could always check the quest you've accepted. So I get scared when a Japanese reviewer says, I like how incredibly simple this game is. Because I imagine... <laughs> <laughs> it must be really complex <laughs> still, probably. <laughs> they like complicated yeah. things there. So Yeah. It's so simple. You only need to wave it while holding the button down and calling your friend on your cell phone and getting them to do the same thing. Like Final Fantasy Tactics. What was it? The calculator class? I can't remember what it was called. Like, that, oh, was yeah, that was cool, though. That was cool, yeah. though. If, if your hit points are divided by three and you're on the level height <laughs> divided by four, then this will kill you. Hooray! <laughs> And Dude. it would be everybody on your side and nobody on their side. <laughs> well, you have to think about it first. But what was the one that was like uh, the... Uh, there's one about pr- prime number endings to your experience points or something <laughs> like that. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even... <laughs> but it worked well. It's a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was only 1 to 100. There's a lot of prime numbers between here and yeah, there. Um, <laughs> oh, let's see. Some uh, what 17 times 7 is. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, Yoichi Wada, Mr. Uh, Square Enix himself, had some comments about Final Fantasy XIII's demo. He says, Development's currently proceeding along smoothly for a 2009 launch. The demo went gold right on schedule last December as well. Um, and so. now we delete it. Hooray. <laughs> oh, stop it. Uh, let's see. Oh, that wasn't oh, Wada no, saying I mean, that. That was, uh, that was Motomo Toriyama. Let me give that. That was his quote. Toriyama also said, let's see, the, the demo disc will be about an hour long and conclude basic elements of the full game's battle system, but even that will be enough to make you want to play it through several times. Okay. Sure. More well, I want to play the 12 think. demo. There's a, okay, so there's two sections of the demo, one where you're starring as the le- rebel leader Snow, and another featuring the hero in Lightning, and the Afro-styled Saj Katsroy. Wow, that's in... It's not even a Japanese name, and I can't pronounce it. Wow. Sad. Many languages Sad. you can't. Why are say? there Z's in there? I don't know what to do with those Z's. What can you? Can you? Want to you read it? It's just like Saz Katsuroi. Whatever. Just say Saz. Saz. We'll right. forgive you. Um. Let's see. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Toriyama expressed some measure of surprise at the massive response Saz has received from Final Fantasy fans. I suppose the fact there's never been a character quite like this in Final, previous Final Fantasies has been a big impact on gamers. Saz has a very bubbly personality. He's extremely expressive and a bit of a comedian character-wise, so he's the type who sticks out. He's got the most lines out of anyone in the game, and his voice actor's a veteran in the field, so we're giving him a lot of leeway to ad-lib as he likes. This is the uh, this is the African-American dude with the big afro, right? Black guy. He's like, right. He stands out. I guess he'd be African-Japanese, wouldn't he? He stands out because of his bubbly personality, not because he's not. black, has a huge afro, and a little bird living in it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. Does he have a chocobo up there? What, what's in there? Tom, mini wrote that new story. No. He's got a little chocobo living in his afro. What do you mean, Tom wrote the news story? I'm not. That, oh. I've written news about it, but okay. I didn't write this. Is it a chocobo or some other bird? No, it's a baby chocobo. All right, that's what it should be. Final yeah, exactly. It. That's what I thought. All right. It's Every once in a while, you see them flying around in the sky, and you know the chocobos aren't doing that. So, 
Yeah. It's going to be the next main character in the game, I guess. He's like what Interceptor was to Shadow, only less assassiny. What do you and mean, like, the next main I- character? Well, apparently people like it so much. Didn't you just read that in the story? Yeah. That they want to make it have a huge part, so that's going to be right. your next party member, I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm looking for screenshots of Saj now, and I can't find it. Calm down. Well, here's the thing. I searched for Final <laughs> Fantasy 13 on One Up's website, and this is my problem using their website instead of ours. And the only thing that comes up is Final Fantasy 30 versus 13. We have the scans of Saz. That's why I'm going back to our site. Sorry. I don't know why you're not on our man. site to begin with. That's, the oh, news story was not is, on our site. So One Up is his homepage. He just opened Explore. It is not. Google <laughs> is my homepage. So, Google is? Yes. Wait, yeah, so you're saying I wrote a better search than One Up? Um... In this one instance, <laughs> One Up is not a very well organized site. When you have to not at the things. moment. Yeah. yeah, I found Saz in like five seconds on our site. I still haven't found you... it. So propaganda. It, it's in the propaganda section. See, or yeah, I went Saz to the screenshot section because I don't like the fact that propaganda and screenshots are broken out. But whatever. <sighs> make a lot of. Is noise. it better or yeah, worse than like... One Up was for right. you? Um, this was better. <laughs> well, he found right. it. It was, so better. It be better. it was better. I can, I have to admit that. Okay, first of all. Two things. One, that afro is not that big. That's a pretty damn no, small afro. And second of all, the bird is not inside the afro. Well, his <clears throat> afro is um like Doctor Who's TARDIS. It's a lot bigger inside than it looks. Oh, stop it. <laughs> where There's is... a family of chocobos living So he there. has a chocobo with him, but I don't see where it lives in his hair. I don't see that at all in this. Well, well, look how big it is when he's on the ground, and look how small it is when it's in his hand. Because well, it, it, it was look... big next to the camera. It looks bigger yeah. when you're next to the camera. Well, I think it can I, fit in that hair. I'm sure it could, could. The bird expands and contracts depending on how it's used in battle, as does the afro. And maybe we just see it in the small <laughs> state there. I think the show up. has expanded so far, and it's time for it to contract and for us to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry. We're, you guys have anything else you want to mention? Or should we just wrap up this week? Oh, there was something and I forgot. Shoot. Well, oh, oh, Tom. Oh, uh, yeah. I have living proof that it arrives, see? Oh, what is that? I don't know what it is. It's shiny. Oh, it's Eternal Sonata. Oh, yeah, I sent him that because I didn't really like it. And he wanted to play it. (laughs) How did I... I I I said it to you because I didn't really like it. Well, I haven't tried it. I recognized the box art, and all I could see the box art was the dude in the upper left corner. So, Tom, do you you think Eternal Sonata would be a great game of the year? Um, I I don't know. It depends on what game. (laughs) I know. You can't bait me because I already knew that. Uh, you guys gave that to the game of the year before I was here. There's I wasn't here then. I had yeah, Chris. take care of some people. Chris. You yeah, know what I the don't difference know. Is? Probably not. What? You paid for yours. Yeah, I know. You got yours for free. Yeah, we're talking about our uh, printy collection where Michael got a free one with all the goodies and I had to pay for it from Rose and Queen. Michael's a Why jerk. Michael get all the cool stuff? Because he's the president, so he no, mani- no, 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 he no, manipulates no. that to this, his advantage. I sit there and he's. I was like, Chris. He got also really cool he pet. also knows the per- PR person for NIS and IMs with her a lot. Yeah, it, and so Chris that helps too. Saying, if he could just he whine and say, a, "I wish I had Prinny," she's like, "Oh, sure, I'll send it to you." <laughs> that was literally pretty much. What I said, "Chris got one. I wish I could get one, but uh, you know, I, I haven't gotten out of the store yet." And she's like, "Oh, that's okay. I'll just send you one." I'm yeah. like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah," and I says, "Okay." Just mean. Not going to turn that so, down. Yeah, she's like, just two days later, there it is in my mailbox. So, there you go. Yeah, and yet, you still have the Chocobo that you got the Square Enix PR person to get for me, and it's just still sitting in the corner of your room. So, wait, so all I have to do to get a free printy is quit for my own site, 
then I am the lady that hoards all the printies at NIS. That's it? It takes like 10 years, though. 10 years. NIS hasn't existed for 10 years. Yes, but we have. To get enough contacts (laughs) and form these relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have the respect of the site before you can just go off. And- I already have a relationship with Aram. Maybe I'll just get free Jack Frosts instead. Oh, you'd make Anna very jealous then. Atlas doesn't send that much. So, yeah. Me too. He probably <laughs> what is this? Exploit PR friend. cast now? Well, no. My relationship with Aram is he sends me bad Atlas games and no one else on the site wants to review them. Oh. Except for me. Oh, don't say that. Wait, which one do you have? My World, My Way. Oh, yeah. You said oh, that that the one that good? was better than Ma- Master of the Monster Lair that I did. I guess. I didn't like it. Well, since I'll never play My World My Way, and you will never play Master of the Monster Lair, we'll never know. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Alright, so just like Saz, I've got a little bird who can live in my hair, and it's my printy. So Don't I'm, throw it again. Not, I'm not throwing yeah, it. Oh, don't no. throw it. The, it just every time you throw it, it, like, it the podcast explodes. <laughs> what? Oh, That's when I go like that? Okay. No. <laughs> no, don't do that. You're all right. listening. So, all right, let's wrap up, guys. Um, thanks for being on this week. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Glenn. You guys aren't normally on. I appreciate it when you come on. Um, thank you, thank you, Michael, as always. Thank you, Ed as Walker, always. for helping to edit this thing. And uh, thank you for listening and all the chat room people. I do love the fact that you come on to the live show and give us ideas and fix the stuff we do wrong. If you'd like to join us, um, the podcast is live every week on Saturday at noon Eastern slash 9 Pacific. You can also wait for it on, of course, to be posted on our site on RPGamer. You can download on iTunes, subscribe to us there. That helps us out if you review us too. So please give us reviews. That really does help us out to get more people interested in the show. Um, post feedback on the message board at board.rpgamer.com. I think that's it, right? Do you do that in one breath? Uh, not really, but I've gotten Do you have that, like, written out, taped to the wall behind your monitor or something? Nope, just done it a lot. 73 times, I know. 73 times now, yeah. Sometimes twice. (laughs) Actually, more (laughs) than that, depending on how the recording doesn't work. Yeah, so actually a few more because of the E3 specials and stuff, but yeah. Next I don't, next I don't podcast, remember those for some reason. Yeah. Next time, next podcast, I'm going to curse while you're doing that, and you have to bleep it out, and then I'll make you have to do it twice. Oh, that's great. I won't have. <laughs> he'll just week. he'll just have the bleep in the middle. Seventh, I'm sorry you won't be able to join us next week, but we'll. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, we'll catch you guys all next week. Until then, go try out Puzzle Quest if you're willing to take a chance on it. And um, what else should they be playing? Probably more the retro game challenge. Time. Last remnant. Well, the, the demo. demo. Okay, yeah. Try the demo if your machine can handle it. And uh, play more printing games. All right. See you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast episode 73. Or where bad guests attack, I guess, really. We've been trying to start this show for half an hour, and no one will shut up and let me talk. I'm sick of it. We're just guests to you now? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) We're just here on vacation or something. Yeah, no. I'm going to start over. (laughs) Everybody... (laughs) I can't start with the word everybody. Eats. Everybody eats.